Hare Krishna, welcome back to this Bhagavad Gita series and today's topic is Varnashram system part 3. We are continuing with the reading of Bhagavad Gita chapter 4 text 13 but we, have also, we are also looking at other um, references in regards to the Varnashram system from Srimad Bhagavatam and also we will progress on to Chaitanya Charitamrita and what Srila Prabhupada and uh, our Acharyas wanted regarding Varnashram system. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Ajnanati Mirandhasya Gyananjana Shalakaya Chakshurun Militam Yena Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Shri Chaitanya Mano Bhishtam Sthapitam Yena Bhutale Swayam Rupahakadamahyam Dadatisvapadantikam Vandeham Shri Guru Shri Yutapadakamalam Shri Gurun Vaishnavamscha Shri Rupam Sagrajatam Sahagana Ragunathan Mitam Tam Sajivam Sadvaitam Savadhutam Parijana Sahitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Shri Radha Krishna Padan Sahagana Lalita Shri Vishakhan Mitamscha He Krishna Karuna Sindho Dinabandho Jagatpate Gopesha Gopika Kantaradha Kantanamostute Tapta Kanchana Gaurangi Radhe Vrinda Vaneshwari Vrishabhanu Sute Devi Pranamami Hari Priye Vanchakalpatarubhyascha Kripa Sandhubhya Evacha Patitanam Pavanebhyo Vaishnavebhyo Namon Namaha Namaom Vishnu Padaya Krishna Prashthaya Bhutale Shreemate Bhakti Vedanta Swamini Namine Namaste Saraswati Deve Gauravani Pracharine Nirvisesha Sunyavadi Paschatya Deshatarine Jai Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadhar Shri Vasadi Gaurabhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Welcome back to our Bhagavad Gita series, and today's topic is about Varnashram system, part three. So we were, we have read yesterday uh, some qualities of um, Brahmachari, and uh, now we have already also started uh, the qualifications or qualities of Grihasthas or the, the things that they have to do, the duties. <coughs> Today we will continue with that, the duties of Grihastam. We have stopped at 7, 12, 15 if I am not wrong. Yes. So this is 7, 12, 16. We will start with here now. Alright. So we will just read. Uh, we are not going to read the verse and you know, um, word to word and all that. Because this is actually part of the reference. So, I will just read the verse and translation and purport as we go like that. Alright. So, thank you all very much. Here we go. Evam vidho brahmachari vanaprastho yatirgrihi charan vidita vijyanah param brahmadhigachati Brahmachari means, you know brahmachari. Vanaprastha means, you know vanaprastha. Retired life. Yatir means sannyasi and grihi means the householder, grihastha. 
by practicing in this way whether one be in the brahmachari ashram grihasthashram vanaprasthashram or sanyasashram one must always realize the all pervading presence of the supreme lord for in this way it is possible to understand the absolute truth so this remains the common factor in all ashramas ashram ashram is a place where spiritual culture is practiced so whether it be a householder i mean a home if it is centered around krishna that is an ashram that's why it's called grihastha ashram so grihastha means griha means home stha means to be situated although the person is situated in the home it is an ashram because spiritual culture which is centered around krishna consciousness that is the whole aim of the house just like in the temple what is the biggest hall in the temple the temple hall and the big curtain and then there's a, this deities they are the main um, main uh, feature of the temple so similarly i mean if in the house usually <coughs> of course because we have to believe in the house there is a small uh, <coughs> altar prayer room but sometimes some people can afford a big prayer room an altar so either way the lord should be the center not that tv which usually occupies the center of the house and that's the altar and everybody worships that and bows down and you know <laughs> that's not that's not the real altar if that is the altar then that is a it's something else it's not an ashram ashram is where krishna is the mainstay he is the he is the feature the main feature of the place he is the owner of the place similarly a person living in a house grahastha he should also know that krishna is the owner i am just a guest in this house not even a guest a servant hmm. all right <clears throat> so whichever ashram one is in he has to be always he must always realize the all pervading presence of the supreme lord for in this way it is possible to understand the absolute truth so this is not just for or this is for sanyasis prabhu grihasthas we can be a little bit more relaxed no in fact grihastha life is even more tough because there are so many more distractions than uh, just uh, focusing on krishna consciousness so they have to be doubly or triply or even four times more serious uh, it's not that the sanyasis should not be serious of course they are, that is the whole idea they have to be serious but as shri prabhupad said 75% chance of going back to godhead is lost when one enters the householder ashram why because that much time is actually spent in things not that are not krishna conscious so but if we mold the family in a way where everything is centered around krishna the more and more we do that the more and more it becomes an ashram where krishna consciousness is prevalent all right so <clears throat> purport this is the beginning of self realization one must first understand how brahman is present everywhere and how he is acting this education is called brahma jigyasa and is the real concern of human life according to vedanta sutra aphorism first aphorism athato brahma jigyasa now that you have got a human form immediately start inquiring about brahman that means your spiritual position what brahman means spiritual spirit so there is brahma which is we are anu brahma and he is the para brahma vibhu krishna and the spiritual world that is also brahma so this is all uh, as you can see here we'll go to this verse brahma means spiritual basically we're not talking brahma brahma will have a line on top of the last a brahma brahman or brahma means either it it is also sometimes refers to the vedas 
it is also it also refers to the supreme personality of godhead and generally refers to the spirit spiritual anything spiritual is brahma so that we will go to this verse 424 brahmarpanam brahmahavir brahmagnau brahmanahutam brahmaivate na gantavyam brahmakarma samadhina we will actually be doing a lecture on this because it's in the same chapter 24th verse but we will just see the translation you see a person who is fully absorbed in krishna consciousness is sure to attain the spiritual kingdom because of his full contribution to spiritual activities in which the consummation is absolute and that which is offered is of the same spiritual nature brahma arpanam brahma havir hmm? arpanam the contribution whatever is made to the brahma parabrahma is brahma in itself even though it may be so called material it becomes spiritualized like um with this this let us take the setup itself this camera this you know this whole uh, setup for live streaming so this is a material thing these are all material things but they are it is offered for krishna's glorification and therefore spiritual in nature the contribution arpanam becomes brahma spiritual in nature brahma havir butter usually when we are doing the we are doing that um, fire sacrifices we pour ghee which is clarified butter so that is also called havi so that butter which is offered to the the lord that is also um spiritualized brahma the supreme brahma spiritual agnau in the fire of consummation so consummation what is consummation see completion om purnamada you know we have read that verse so the the perfection or the 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 consummation of offering that means the whole purpose of the offering is also spiritual because it is offered to the spiritual the supreme lord <coughs> brahmana by the spirit soul brahmagnau brahmana hutam <coughs> so hutam means the fire, sacrificial fire okay hutam here is translated as offered you, you know it's also known as the uh, sacrificial fire brahmana hutam so when it is offered the fire the um, butter or the ghee is offered in the fire that is also in the fire of consummation brahmagna brahmana hutam brahmana means by the spirit soul this is not brahmana brahmana is one who is on the path of brahma on the spiritual path he is a brahmana so brahmana not brahmana brahmana means by the spirit soul which is also brahma we are brahma supreme lord is parabrahma brahma brahmaivatena gantavyam gantavyam means the destination to be reached so <coughs> brahma eva tena gantavyam so one who offers the butter or the ghee in the fire of the sacrificial fire for vishnu and one who offers any contribution to the spiritual to the supreme spirit soul he also becomes spiritual and he becomes eligible to go into the brahmaivatena gantavyam so he is eligible for the spiritual destination that means the kingdom of god brahma karma samadhina brahma karma means spiritual activities which is devotional service samadhina by complete samadhi by complete absorption in spiritual activities one attains to the spiritual world by offering everything to krishna his consciousness is completely spiritualized so having that understanding in mind so we have to understand that 
This education is called Brahma Jignasa, Athato Brahma Jignasa. Human life is meant for Brahma Jignasa. Inquiry into the spiritual nature. Spiritual nature means it includes everything. Me, I am a spirit soul. Everybody is a spirit soul. The Supreme Lord is a Supreme Spirit Soul. And in the, the Kingdom of God, which is also spiritual in nature. So all this and the process by which to go there, the Bhakti Yoga, that is also spiritual. And the, the, the scriptures which give the direction to how to go there, the Vedas, that is also called Brahma. Brahmakshara Samudbhavam. Uh, Brahma means the Vedas, the Vedic literature. That is also Brahma. That's why it's called Brahma Sutrasya Bhashyate. Uh, Brahma Sutrasya Bhashyase. So in the Srimad Bhagavatam is called Brahma Sutra Bhashya. Brahma Sutra means Vedanta Sutra. So Brahma Sutra, Brahma means Vedas. <coughs> so because that is also connected with the Vedo Narayana Sakshat. You know, Veda is directly Narayana Sakshat. <coughs> See that? Vedo Narayana Sakshat. The Yamadutas reply, that which is prescribed in the Vedas constitutes dharma, the religious principles, and the opposite of that is irreligion. The Vedas are directly the Supreme Personality of Godhead Narayana and are self-born. This we have heard from Yamaraj. This is also explained in Bhagavad Gita, chapter 3, text 15. Karma Brahmod Bhavam Vidhi Brahmakshara Samudbhavam Tasmat Sarvagatam Brahma Nityam Yagne Pratishtitam See Brahmod Bhavam Brahmakshara and Brahma Sarvagatam Brahma Brahma is used so many times <coughs> Each time it's different you see Karma Brahmod Bhavam Brahma from the Vedas Brahmakshara Samudbhavam Brahma Here also it's Vedas actually Brahma Akshara Samudbhavam Tasmat Sarvagatam Brahma Transcendence. Brahma means transcendence. It means the Supreme Transcendence, the Supreme Personality of Godhead is referred to here. So you see the, <coughs> the translation. Regulated activities are prescribed in the Vedas. Karma, Brahmodbhavam Vidhi. Udbhavam means it is born of. Uh, so the, the work, the, the, the regulations, what to do, what not to do, all these are coming from where? Coming from Brahmodbhavam. It is coming from the just like the laws of the country are coming from where? The constitution. So like that, Brahmod, from the Vedas, the duties come out. Brahmakshara Samudbhavam, Brahma, the Vedas are coming from Akshara. Akshara means, again, the from the Supreme Brahman. Akshara means one who is without an end. Akshara means end. Akshara means unlimited, the unlimited personality of Godhead, Supreme Brahman. Samudbhavam. Samudbhavam means it's born of. So the Vedas are born from the Supreme Personality of Godhead, you see. Regulated activities are prescribed in the Vedas and the Vedas are directly manifested from the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Consequently, the all-pervading transcendence is, is eternally situated in acts of sacrifice. So this is to be understood, right? So that's why Brahma means many things according to the context. <coughs> Basically, it means transcendence. So, in transcendence, there are all these different features. The Lord and His name and His paraphernalia and His uh, Nama Brahmani Vaishnave. You know that verse? Um, what is that? Mahaprasade Govinde Nama Brahmani Vaishnave. Mahaprasade Govinde. 
okay you see here 1696 see in the the remnants of krishna's food are mixed with his saliva in the mahabharata and the skanda purana it is said mahaprasade govinde nama brahmani brahma brahman brahmani means a spiritual name <coughs> that means the holy name of the lord you see the holy name of the lord actually brahman brahmani means spiritual nama brahmani means the spiritual name which is krishna what is difference between spiritual name and material name abhinnatva nama namino there is a difference between spiritual and material name so let's take that out all right um this is not the one hmm purno siddho nitya hmm that's, that's interesting abhinatvan only two times really anyway you can see here abhinatvan is actually the last line of the verse abhinatvan nama namino abhinatvan nama namino means there is no difference between the name and the named when so my name is tatvavit so that name is attached to me right that name is attached to me so that name doesn't mean me it has another meaning and when you call my name from far away that i can't hear the name is not me it is attached to me this body that too not even the soul so uh, krishna on the other hand is spiritual in the sense that when we are chanting krishna he is already there on the tongue so that is the difference between spiritual and material names so material name means there is a duality between the name and the named like water and the substance water the name water and the substance water they are two different So when we are thirsty we cannot chant water 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 and be satisfied no we have to drink the substance water so that is the difference so but when we are chanting krishna hare krishna hare krishna so we are already associating with krishna we should know that we are already associating with krishna so in the beginning the faith is not there but when one actually realizes becomes advanced in chanting he will have to realize he will realize that krishna is there and in the in the beginning stages we have to accept it as a matter of fact krishna is already there because of our material senses we are unable to understand that uh, but we should not make the mistake because if we think that krishna and his name are different that's an offense so hare krishna so krishna is there so that is this nama brahmani mahaprasade govinde nama brahmani vaishnave swalpa punyavatam rajan vishwaso naiva jayate persons who are very not very highly elevated in pious activities cannot believe in the remnants of food prasadam of the supreme personality of godhead nor in govinda the holy name of the lord nor in the vaishnavas they don't have faith in god they don't have faith in prasadam they don't have faith in the holy name they don't have faith in the vaishnavas these are called nastik 
Swalpapunyavatam Rajan. Very, very hardly any um, pious results in their life. Those people end up like this, atheistic. Alright, so understanding that, Brahma. The, this education is called Brahma Jigyasa and is the real concern of human life. Spiritual life is a real concern of human life. Whichever ashram one is, it doesn't. It is not only for brahmacharis or sannyasis. No, everybody. Human life means Brahma Jigyasa. That is the real concern of human life. Dharma sahina pashubhir samana. So otherwise we are animals. Without such knowledge, one cannot claim to be a human being. Rather, he remains in the animal kingdom, as it is stated, sa eva gokharaha. So this is from the 1084.13. Without such knowledge, one is no better than a cow or an ass. So, that is the whole baseline for all ashramas. Everyone must be spiritually oriented. It's not that only brahmacharis and sannyasis are spiritual and then grasthas can be you know, materialistic. No, not at all. Vana prasthasya vakshyami niyaman munisammatan yanasthaya munirgachet rishilokam uhanjasa O king, I shall now describe the qualifications of a Vanaprastha, one who has retired from family life. Vanaprastha is the stage between Grahastha and Sanyas, when the transition stage. So, that is called Vanaprastha. By rigidly following the rules and regulations of the Vana, for the Vanaprastha, one can easily be elevated to the upper planetary systems known as Maharloka. <coughs> called Rishilokam in the verse. Rishilokam. All in that in that planet are all sages, Maharloka. It's way above the heavenly planets even. There is Bhuloka, which is the earthly planetary system, which has many planets like the Earth. And then there is um, Bhuvarloka, Swargaloka, which is where the heavenly uh, Indra and all are there. Above that, there is uh, Maharloka, Janaloka, Tapoloka, Satyaloka. These planets are occupied by very, very advanced spiritual personalities. Even though it is part of the material world, they are very highly advanced. In the Krishna book, in the Bhagavatam, in the 10th Kanto, we will find a conversation of the Bhrugu and the sages in the Janaloka, which is higher than even this Maharloka. Next, next level, Janaloka. So, very great rishis, you know. And you see what kind of rules we have to follow to just go to Maharloka. Forget about spiritual world, Maharloka. You will see what kind of rules are there, you know, for Vanaprastha. Again, many of those are not, uh, cannot be followed in Kali Yuga. We have to take according to time and circumstance. But just see the standard of what is Vanaprastha life. Uh, and after that, we will go to the Grihastha Ashram more, this thing, more detail, in more detail. Uh, you see, we think sp going spiritual life, uh, spiritual world is so easy. Now, <laughs> let's see what, what it takes to just go to Maharloka. One of the material planets. Nakrishta pacham ashniyad akrishtam chapya kalataha agnipakvam athamamba arkapakvam utaharet. A person in Vanaprastha life should not eat grains grown by tilling of the fields. He should also not eat grains that have grown without tilling of the field but are not fully ripe. Nor should a Vanaprastha eat grains cooked in fire. Indeed, he should eat only fruit ripened by the sunshine. Hmm? This is how you, sages used to practice. They only 
eat fruits ripened by sunshine that's it not even cooking anything in the forest that to they were in the vanaprastha vanam vanam means forest vanaprastha means who who is dwelling in the forest so that is the actual uh this thing vanyaischaru purodashan nirvapet kalachoditan labdhe nave nave nadye puranam cha parityajet vanaprastha should prepare cakes to be offered in sacrifice from fruits and grains grown naturally in the forest when he obtains some new grains he should give up his old stock of grains he should not hoard it agnyartham meva sharanam utajam vadrikandaram shrayet hima vayvagni varsharkatapashat svayam a vanaprastha should prepare a thatched cottage or take shelter of a cave in a mountain only to keep the sacred fire for keeping the fire because sometimes we have to do the all this um, fire sacrifice alone you have to come you know collect wood from the forest and then uh, do the fire sacrifice every day so there are um, fire sacrifice to be done every day panchasuna yagna and all that so only to keep that fire he can build a thatched cottage or a cave or he should take shelter of a cave in a mountain but he should personally practice enduring snowfall wind fire rain and the shining of the sun vanaprastha kesharomana khashmashru malani jatilodadhat kamandalvajine danda valkalagni parichhadan the vanaprastha should wear matted locks of hair on his head and let his body hair nails and mustache grow he should not cleanse his body of dirt he should keep a water pot deer skin and rod wear the bark of a tree as a covering and use garments colored like fire that's why we have saffron colored cloth practically among all these things we only use that one <laughs> saffron colored cloth <laughs> the other things we're not you know because we're in the city you know <clears throat> so ga- garments colored like fire agni parichhadan as you can see in the sanskrit the last two words agni fire parichhadan garments so garments the color of fire saffron chare dvane dvadashabdan ashtau va chaturo munih dvave kamva yatha buddhir navipadyet krichratah being very thoughtful a vanaprastha should remain in the forest for 12 years 8 years 4 years 2 years or at least 1 year he should behave in such a way that he will not be disturbed or troubled by too much austerity practically in kaliyuga nobody can follow these things you know we're not practiced to follow these things how to live in the forest you know what to eat what not to eat we eat some wild fruit and then we die <laughs> so happens to be some poison fruit or what we don't even know what are the you know we don't even know anything how to live in nature uh, <laughs> and we'll be scared of the animals and snakes and bugs and i mean i, I see you know sometimes the cockroaches there and then the devotees are oh, you know, jumping away <laughs> how to live in the forest like this <laughs> so that's why um in kaliyuga as you can see this was spoken in dwaparyuga in kaliyuga chaitanya mahaprabhu neither he stayed in the forest nor he the devotee stayed in the forest so in kaliyuga the practice is harinam sankirtan congregational chanting that's why bhakti siddhan saraswati thakur there's a nice poem 
in 1961 vyasa puja offering shrila prabhupad wrote to his spiritual master bhakti siddhant saraswati thakur he said you are so dynamic he of course that time already bhakti siddhant saraswati thakur has already physically departed in 1936 but this was 1961 so he wrote this vyasa puja nice poem very long poem and in that he wrote, he wrote um you are so dynamic that you know you are preaching in the busiest parts of the world and you maintain your sanyasis in mansions of marble so he cr- he constructed this uh, temple bag bazar kolkata temple very very opulent marble and everything and sanyasis were staying there and everything so the whole point our sanyas ashram here in today's context is preaching the krishna consciousness so sanyasis although they may be living in temples or you know in, in you know in temple like this still it is not like you know they should be comfortable and all that they should always take all kinds of efforts to preach that should be always the goal of the Uh, devotees who have dedicated to their life to this movement <coughs> so he should live in a way that is not troubled by too much austerity so in kali yuga the austerity is the four principles eating krishna prasadam only talking about krishna chanting hari krishna and preaching krishna consciousness and day and night just always engaged in krishna service actually it's not even any tapasya kevala ananda kanda there's a nice song by um लोचनदास ठाकुर यस परम करुणा बहुदुईजन निताय गौरचंद्र सबावतार सार शिरोमणि केवल आनंद कंदा इन दिस इन दिस आवर मूवमेंट दिस ऑफ चैतन्य महाप्रभु नित्यानंद प्रभु परम करुणा बहुदुईजन निताय गौरचंद्र सो द मोस्ट मर्सीफुल निताय एंड गौरचंद्र नित्यानंद प्रभु एंड चैतन्य महाप्रभु सारशिरोमणि केवल आनंद कंदा सो दे आर द एसेंस ऑफ ऑल इनकारनेशंस दे आर द बेस्ट ऑफ ऑल इनकारनेशंस एंड द प्रोसेस दैट दे रेकमेंड इज फुल ऑफ आनंद केवल आनंद देयर इज नो इवन तपस्या प्रोपसेड वेयर इज द तपस्या इन आवर मूवमेंट नो मीटिंग नो इलिसिट सेक्स नो गैम्बलिंग नो इंटॉक्सिकेशन इज इट्स इट्स अ वे टू हेल्दी एंड हैप्पी लाइफ इज नॉट इवन तपस्या स्टार्टेड येट that's minimum tapasya which we, we can do in kaliyuga i mean we're living in the forest we're living in the mountain cave and you know and enduring all the snowfall and living for 12 years like this this is yeah some austerity <laughs> just no meat eating no illicit sex this is just a basic healthy life you know and then chanting hari krishna and eating krishna prasadam it's not that we are saying don't eat here it is said you know we can't even have fire nothing only the fruits ripened by sunshine and that too we have to know which is poison fruit which is not and all that you know in the forest alone nobody to guide us also we have to already know all these things beforehand so many things to be you know concerned about but nothing is just kevala ananda kanda just eat nicely chant nicely chant and dance sing and dance this is our process full of kevala ananda kanda that is chaitanya mahaprabhu's mercy which is so difficult just to go to maharloka he krishna to go to goloka vrindavan even in this among the spiritual planets the highest planet goloka vrindavan Chaitanya Mahaprabhu Nityananda Prabhu made so easy just by chanting and dancing and eating Krishna prasadam discussing nice you know nice philosophy of Bhagavad Gita and Bhagavatam very satisfying to the heart that's it and spread this to others and that's it that's all we need to do but still we kaliyuga people are so downtrodden this also we can't follow properly what to speak where is the where is the uh, population i mean where is the Uh, benefit for the population 
even this we can't follow then what is the use of our life right actually we will go to this one verse and come back here Terrified about to die, a man collapses on his bed. Although his voice is faltering and he is hardly conscious of what he is saying, if he utters the holy name of the Supreme Lord, he can be freed from the reaction of his fruitive work and achieve the supreme destination. But still, people in the age of Kali will not worship the Supreme Lord. This is our problem, biggest problem. So anyway, let's go on. Yada kalpaha svakriyayam vyadhibhir jarayathava anvikshikyam va vidyayam kuriyad anashanadikam when because of disease or old age one is unable to perform his prescribed duties for advancement in spiritual consciousness or study of the Vedas, he should practice fasting, not taking any food. You see, he is having disease. Suppose in the forest and everything after following all these things, one must become lean and thin and only skin and bones. That, is, that will also be explained. And if we get disease or old age and we cannot unable to perform all the big big austerities, then one should not, oh, okay, okay, never mind, you know, take care, you know, eats nicely, you know, no. Practice fasting then. If you cannot study the Vedas or cannot do other rules and regulation because of disease, start fasting. Not taking any food. See, this is tapasya. Atmanyagnin samaropya sanyasyaham mamatmatam karaneshunyasetsamyak sanghatam tu yatharhataham. He should properly place the fire element in his own self and in this way give up bodily affinity by which one thinks the body to be oneself or one's own. One should gradually merge the material elements, material body into the five elements. Of course, this also means death. But also, um, self-realization. Understanding that um, these material bodies, all the ingredients, we have to begin to offer it back to their original owners. Actually, here you will find a lot of information about who controls which part of our body. The few verses that start from now. Okay, let's read the purport. The body is an effect of a cause, namely the five material elements, earth, water, fire, air and sky. In other words, one should know perfectly well that the material body is nothing but a combination of the five elements. This knowledge constitutes merging of the material body and the five material elements. Merging into Brahman is perfect knowledge, means understanding perfectly that one is not the body but a spirit soul. That means he must completely know, not like the scientists nowadays, they think life has come from matter. A combination of some acids and chemicals and put together became life. No. He has to know what are the sources of each part of his body and he has to return them back to their original state. When a body dies, everything returns back to its original state. All the ingredients. We will see what are all those. Khekhanivayo nishvasam tejas shushmanam atmavan apsvasrikshleshmapuyani kshitaushesham yathodbhavam. A sober, self realized person who has full knowledge should merge the various parts of the body in their original sources. The holes in the body are caused by the sky. Hmm? There are nine holes. 
what are they eyes nose mouth ears um um what is that genitals rectum all these are holes so these are nine holes so you see he has to all these holes are caused by the sky the process of breathing is caused by the air the heat of the body is caused by fire and the semen blood and mucus are caused by water even milk in the case of women the hard substances like skin muscle and bone are caused by earth in this way all the constituents of the body are caused by various elements and they should be merged again into those elements purport to be self realized one must understand the original sources of the various elements of the body the body is a combination of skin bone muscle blood semen urine stool heat breath and so on which all come from earth water fire air and sky one must be well conversant with the sources of all the bodily constituents then one becomes a self realized person or atmavan one who knows the self vacham agnau savaktavyam indre shilpam karavapi padanigatya vayasi ratyopastham prajapatau mrityopayam visargam cha yathasthanam vinirdishet dikshustot श्रोत्रम सनादेन स्पर्शेनाध्यात्मनिवचम रूपाणि चक्षुषाराजन ज्योतिष्व ज्योतिष्यभिवेशसु प्रे प्रचेतसा जिह्वाम घ्रेयर्घ्राण क्षितौन्यसेत हियर यू विल नो हू आर विच डेमी गॉड्स आर कंट्रोलिंग विच पार्ट्स ऑफ अवर बॉडी सी एंड वी हैव टू रिटर्न ऑल द पार्ट्स ऑफ अवर बॉडी टू दैम ऑफकोर्स दिस इज ऑटोमेटिकली डन but one must con- be conscious of all these things that actually nothing of these that are i think that are mine my hand my this thing everything actually belongs to i have rented it from all these different devatas who are agents of the supreme lord i should understand that that is self realization so basically i am not the body that that is the meaning of returning it to their uh, owners or the you know persons who are controllers of these different parts of our body So it is said here. Thereafter, the object of speech, along with the sense of speech, the tongue, should be bestowed upon fire. So the fire god, Agni Dev, he is in charge of the speech and the object of speech, the subject matter of speech. He is the in charge. Craftsmanship and the two hands should be given to the demigod Indra. Indra actually controls the hands. By Indra's control, we are able to use our hands. Uh, just like. for example no you may say no no i am controlling okay for example i'll tell you a example like we are all using our smartphones right suppose you are apple iphone user or an android user which has google operating system so and then apple has apple app operating system now although you are using it but the app, the phone also has control i mean those os the operating systems the providers they also have control right for example recently there was this covid-19 tracker which was installed in the phone by the operating system itself by android by apple to help uh, different countries uh, governments to take advantage of that system to track the you know the movement of people or not just movement of people not exactly movement i think the whether they have come in contact with covid-19 patients or something like that so we did not do it they did it basically we are using what they gave us so they have control they can actually manipulate what is in that phone what what can work in that phone what cannot work in that phone they can manipulate 
So that's, you can get an idea how the demigods also control our different parts of our body. So our speech is controlled by Agni. And okay, first of all, everything is controlled by the Lord. But through these agents, it's not that Agni is the supreme controller of speech, no. He is given that power by Krishna, again. So all this we have to understand. So the whole idea of this is to understand that these are all not mine. This has to be given up to the... Um, you know, to the original this thing. That means I should come out of this conception of aham mamata, I and mine. So that's the whole point. The power of movement and the legs should be given to Lord Vishnu. So Lord Vishnu actually controls the legs. Sensual pleasure along with the genitals should be bestowed upon Prajapati, which is the demigod for procreation. The rectum with the power of evacuation should be bestowed in its proper place unto Mrityu. The Lord of Death is the presiding deity of the rectum. The oral instrument that means the ears along with sound vibration should be given to the deities presiding over the directions dikpati the dikpati nam you know, the presiding directions each there are 10 directions north east west south north east north west south east south west and up and down so 10 the whole 3d everything three dimensions are covered in the 10 directions so each of those directions have a presiding deity and we have to give that that means the ears belong to the uh, Dikpatinam. And then the instrument of touch along with the sense objects of touch should be given to Vayu. So he is the controller there. And actually with the air only we can feel the touch. Even, even if something is soft or hard, means what? How much air is inside it? If there is a lot of air, it will be soft. If it is not much air inside, it will be hard. So air, you know, um, determines our touch and we, we, we feel and we understand things and their structure based on air. <clears throat> like a sponge has a lot of air inside so you can press. So like that. Form with the power of sight should be bestowed upon the sun. So sun is the um, this thing for the eyes. The sun god or the, is the presiding deity for the eyes. The tongue along with the demigod Varuna should be bestowed upon water. Just now the power of speech and the organ of speech, that is tongue also, but along with the vocal cords and everything. But tongue for eating, <coughs> that's the taste buds and that part of the tongue. So tongue is doing two different functions. And each of those different functions are under the <coughs> under the control of a different demigod. The Agni or the fire god is controlling the speech. Whereas a water god, Varuna, is controlling the um, taste, eating part. <clears throat> and the power of smell along with the two Ashwini Kumara, these are the doctors of the heavens, Ashwini Kumara. So the smell should be offered to them. So the two nostrils are under the control of them. Should be bestowed upon, um, what is that? And the power of smell along with the two Ashwini Kumaras, demigods should be bestowed upon the earth the presiding deities so earth because uh, smell comes from earth all right so next mano mano rathais mano mano rathais chandre buddhim bodhyaihi kavau pare karman adhyatman arudre yadaham mamata kriya sattve na chittam kshetragne gunair vaikarikam pare Apsukshitim apojyotishya adovayau nabhasyamum kutastheta cha mahati 
tadavyaktekshare chatat the mind along with all material desires should be merged in the moon demigod the moon is control of the mind anybody who knows astrology he will also know this the moon planet where is the urge? if if somebody is going through some mental depression or some mental instability or whatever it is they will check where the moon is in the astrological chart where is the moon position so because moon is the controlling deity of the mind chandrama manaso jata chakshoh suryo ajayata you know so these are the mantras of the purusha sukta so from there itself you can understand chandrama manaso jata chakshoh suryo ajayata uh, what is that मुखादिंद्रश्चाग्निश्चा मुखादिंद्रश्च अग्निश्च प्राणाद्वायुरजायता सो प्राणा इस यू नो इन कंट्रोल ऑफ़ द आई मीन कंट्रोलर इस वायु एंड मुखादिंद्रश्चा अग्निश्च मुखा द स्पीच टंग इस कंट्रोल कंट्रोल ऑफ़ अग्नि इन दिस इन दिस वे इस ऑल डिस्क्राइब्ड इन द रिग्वेद मंत्रस सो all actually so many things in the purushottam mantra you can actually if you read you can understand if you understand sanskrit you can understand what are they mentioning there all right next all the subject matters of intelligence along with the intelligence itself should be placed in lord brahma he is the presiding deity of intelligence brahma false ego which is under the influence of the material modes of nature and which induce us induces us one to think i am this body and everything connected with this body is mine should be merged along with material activities in rudra the predominating deity of false ego rudra expansion of lord shiva hmm? material consciousness along with the goal of thought should be merged in the individual living being the soul and the demigods acting under the modes of material nature should be merged along with the perverted living being into the supreme living being so when this merged is explained that is means that means it should be merged into the original interest of the supreme not that he will merge <clears throat> the earth should be merged in water water in the brightness of the sun this brightness into the air the air into the sky the sky into the false ego and the false ego into the total material energy the total material energy into the unmanifested ingredients the pradhan feature of the material energy and at last the ingredient feature of material manifestation into the super soul that means giving up all these coverings of consciousness all the things that are covering our soul the pure soul has to give up it means one must become fully self realized this is the meaning इत्यक्षरतयात्मानं चिन्मात्रं अवशेषितं ज्ञात्वा द्वयोथ विरमेद दग्धयोनिर इवानलः when all the material designations have thus merged into their respective material elements the living beings who are all ultimately completely spiritual being one in quality with the supreme being should cease from material existence as flames cease when the wood in which they are burning is consumed when the material body is returned to its various material elements only the spiritual being remains this spiritual being is brahman and in and is equal in quality with para brahman thus end the bhaktivedanta purports of the 7th canto 12th chapter of the shrimad bhagavatam entitled the perfect society for spiritual classes especially of the vanaprastha you see how difficult it is and you know what where we will go <coughs> maharloka maharloka there one associates with great sages and cultivates devotional service the complete bhakti so if one performs bhakti yoga directly he automatically attains the spiritual kingdom because 
one is already directly connected with uh, devotional service but this this type of process is very very um, hard to do and also the success is you know you'll go higher and higher and higher and then finally we'll go to spiritual world mm, but bhakti direct jump so Prabhupada explain when there is a hundred story building would you want to go by the staircase or the lift of course the lift so the bhakti yoga is the lift which will just directly take us to the hundredth floor whereas these other yoga practices they are like the staircase one by one one by one step by step you know after a lot of struggle one can reach there after many lifetimes all right the behavior of a perfect person this is about a sannyasi and let's see what what is this shri narada uvacha kalpastvevam parivrajya deha matra vasheshitah gramaikaratra vidhina nirapekshas charen mahim shri narada muni said a person able to cultivate spiritual knowledge should renounce all material connections and merely keeping the body inhabitable he should travel from one place to another passing only one night in one village in this way without dependence in regard to the needs of the body the sanyasi should travel all over the world he is not going sightseeing you know tourism is is <laughs> you know uh, preaching and he is just not getting attached to one place like even the goswamis they used to live under one tree each night each night under a different tree so not to get attached to one place so bibhriyadyadya sauvasa kaupi naachhadanam param tyaktam nalingad dandader anyat kinchid anapadi a person in the renounced order of life may try to avoid even a dress to cover himself so in the sanyasi one is in he may even he may try to avoid even a dress to cover himself that's why those like sukadeva swami he was completely naked he was completely merged in you know, in spiritual bliss you know in spiritual consciousness so such people should not even try to even cover themselves if he wears anything at all it should be only a loin cloth and when there is no necessity a sanyasi should not accept a danda that means a stick of a sanyasi a sanyasi should avoid carrying anything but a danda and kamandalu so this is how they used to live in the forests and you know traveling one, one from one place to another many very very minimal eka eva charet bhikshur atmaramo napashraya sarvabhuta suhrichanto narayana parayana that is very important the sanyasi completely satisfied in the self should live on arms begged from door to door not being dependent on any person or any place he should always be a friendly well-wisher to all living beings and be a peaceful unalloyed devotee of narayana in this way he should move from one place to another pashedatmanyad obishvam paresadasat paresadasatovyaye atmanam cha param brahma sarvatra sad asanmaye the sanyasi should always try to see the supreme pervading everything and see everything in, including the, this universe resting on the supreme so he should become a pure devotee supti prabodha yoha sandha vatmano gatimatmadrik pashyan bandham cha moksham cha maya matram navastutah during unconsciousness and consciousness and between the two he should try to understand the self and be fully situated in the self in this way he should realize that the conditional and liberated stages of life are only illusory and not actually factual with such a higher understanding he should see only the absolute truth pervading everything so next 
नाभिनंदे ध्रुवं मृत्युम अध्रुवं वासजीवितं कालं परं प्रतीक्षेत भूतानां प्रभवाप्ययम सम ऑफ द पर्पस आई एम जस्ट स्किपिंग बिकॉज़ वी वांट टू कवर लॉट ऑफ ग्राउंड टुडे सिंस द मटेरियल बॉडी इज श्योर टू बी वैंक्विश्ड एंड द ड्यूरेशन ऑफ वंस लाइफ इज नॉट फिक्स्ड neither death nor life is to be praised rather one should observe the eternal time factor in which the living entity manifests itself himself and disappears see so one one has to understand okay this we will read purport living entities in the material world not only at the present but also in the past have been involved in trying to solve the problems of birth and death some stress death and point to the illusory existence of everything material whereas others stress life trying to preserve it perpetually and enjoy it to the best of their ability See, both of them are fools and rascals. <laughs> Some stress death and point to the illusory existence of everything material, whereas others stress life, trying to preserve it perpetually and enjoy it to the best of their ability. Both of them are fools and rascals. See, especially the Mayavadis, they try to make everything zero, or death is the ultimate. In fact, they st- they talk about merging into the absolute, which is actually spiritual suicide, death, spiritual death, because there's no service there. so they try to stop all material life by committing suicide so they are also fools so called gyanis and the karmis who praise life because they want to enjoy everything here they are also fools it is advised that one observe the eternal time factor which is the cause of the material body's appearance and disappearance and that one observe the living entities entanglement in this time factor shrila bhaktivinod thakur therefore sings in his gitavali anade karma phale परिभवार्णव जले तरी बारे ना देखे उपाय वन शुड ऑब्जर्व द एक्टिविटीज ऑफ इटर्नल टाइम विच इज द कॉज ऑफ बर्थ एंड डेथ बिफोर द क्रिएशन ऑफ द प्रेजेंट मिलेनियम द लिविंग एंटिटीज वर अंडर द इन्फ्लुएंस ऑफ द टाइम फैक्टर एंड विद इन द टाइम फैक्टर द मेटीरियल वर्ल्ड कम्स इन टू एक्सिस्टेंस एंड इज अगेन एनाहलेटेड भूतवा भूतवा प्रलियते repeatedly created and annihilated being under the control of the time factor the living entities appear and die life after life this time factor is the impersonal representation of the supreme personality of godhead who gives the living entities conditioned by material nature a chance to emerge from this nature by surrendering to him nasat chhastreshu sajjetan nopajiveta jeevakam jeevikam वादवादाजेतर्कान पक्षम कंच न संश्रयेत लिटरेचर दर इज अ यूजलेस वेस्ट ऑफ टाइम इन अदर वर्ड्स लिटरेचर विदाउट स्पिरिचुअल बेनिफिट शुड बी रिजेक्टेड वन शुड नॉट बिकम अ प्रोफेशनल टीचर एज अ मीन्स ऑफ अर्निंग वन लाइवलीहुड वन शुड नॉट इंडल्ज इन आर्ग्यूमेंट्स एंड काउंटर आर्ग्यूमेंट्स नॉर शुड वन टेक शेल्टर ऑफ एनी कॉज और फैक्शन this is nice um, verse here from madhvacharya we'll read this purport a person desiring to advance in spiritual understanding should be extremely careful to avoid reading ordinary literature the world is full of ordinary literature that creates unnecessary agitation in the mind such literature including newspapers dramas novels and magazines is factually not meant for advancement in spiritual knowledge indeed it has been described as a place of enjoyment for crows tadvayasam tirtham this is from the shrimad bhagavatam 1.5.10 we'll go there and come 1 5 10 
नयद्वचश्चिपदम हरेशो जगत्पवित्रम प्रगृणीतकर्चिवायसतीर्थम उशंति मानसा नयत्र हंसा निरमंत्युशीक्षया वायसम मीन्स क्रोज तीर्थम मीन्स पिलग्रिमेज पिलग्रिमेज फॉर क्रोज वेर डू द ग्रो क्रोज गो गारबेज सो द पिलग्रिमेज फॉर क्रोज इज एक्चुअली गारबेज इट्स इंस्टेड ऑफ सेंग गारबेज इज टोल इन यूफमिस्टिक वे इन अ नाइस वे the pilgrimage of crows but it means the same thing translation those words which do not describe the glories of the lord which alone can sanctify sorry who alone can sanctify the atmosphere of the whole universe are considered by saintly persons to be like unto a place of pilgrimage for crows since the all per- perfect persons are inhabitants of the transcendental abode they do not derive any pleasure there so that is to be avoided hmm anyone advancing in spiritual knowledge must reject such literature furthermore one should not concern oneself with the conclusions of various logicians or philosophers of course those who preach sometimes need to argue with the contentions of opponents but as much as possible one should avoid an argumentative attitude in this connection shri madhvacharya says aprayojana paksham aprayoj aprayojana paksham na samshrayet na prayojana pakshisyan न वृथा शिष्यबंधकृत न चोदाशीन शास्त्रा न विरुद्धा चाभ्यसेत न व्याख्योपजीवेत न निषिद्धा सचरेत भूत यतिर्याति तदेको हरिम There is no need to take shelter of unnecessary literature or concern oneself with many so-called philosophers and thinkers who are useless for spiritual advancement nor should one accept a disciple for the sake of fashion or popularity one should be callous to these so-called shastras neither opposing nor favoring them and one should not earn one's livelihood by my by taking money for explaining shastra a sanyasi must always be neutral and seek the means to advance in spiritual life taking full shelter under the lotus feet of the lord this is how a sanyasi should behave nashishyan anubadhnita granthan naivabhyaset bahun navyakhyam upayunjita narabdhan arabhet kvachit a sanyasi must not present allurements of material benefits to gather many disciples hmm nor should he unnecessarily read many books or give discourses as a means of livelihood just to get some money you know give discourses on some spiritual discourses and earn money many people are doing like that bhagavat sapta and so many and they earn money like that and they maintain their family by doing this this is completely wrong he must never attempt to increase material opulences unnecessarily so purport so called swamis and yogis generally make disciples by alluring them with material benefits Like even speaking motivational stuff, motivational talks, not a lot. It's just alluring people with material benefits. What is that? And some of our devotees, I mean, in 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 his corner, doing like that. There are many so-called gurus who attract disciples by promising to cure their diseases or increase their material opulence by manufacturing gold. These are lucrative allurements for unintelligent men. You see, these people who follow such so-called motivational talks are unintelligent people. They don't know the value of life. just because they have a following it doesn't mean they are right okay there will be so many people who will follow if one presents something nonsense in this world and there is not an index of success there is an index of success is only how much we have pleased krishna that's the whole point 
by our our power of speech our our power of actions everything we have to please the lord kayena vacha manasendriyairva buddhyatmana vanusrita swabhavat karoti yatyat sakalam parasmai narayanayeti samarpayet tat kayena vacha manasendriyairva buddhyatmana va narayanayeti samarpayet tat we have to offer that to the lord not speak something which is nonsense um sanyasi is prohibited from making disciples through such material allurements sanyasis sometimes indulge in material opulence by unnecessary constructing many temples and monasteries but actually such endeavors should be avoided temples and monasteries should be constructed for the preaching of spiritual consciousness or krishna consciousness not to provide free hotels for persons who are useful for neither material nor spiritual purposes see temple is not a free hotel temples and monasteries should be strictly off limits to worthless clubs of crazy men in the krishna consciousness movement we welcome everyone who agrees at least to follow the movement's regulative principles no illicit sex no intoxication no meat eating and no gambling in the temples and monasteries gatherings of unnecessary rejected lazy fellows should be strictly disallowed the temples and monasteries should be used excessively by devotees uh, sorry exclusively by devotees who are serious about spiritual advancement in krishna consciousness shrila vishnu chakravarti thakur explains the word arambhan as meaning mathadi vyaparan which means attempts to construct temples and monasteries the first business of the sanyasi is to preach krishna consciousness but if by the grace of krishna facilities are available then he may construct temples and monasteries to give shelter to the serious students of krishna consciousness otherwise such temples and monasteries are not needed nayate nayate prayo धर्महेतुर महात्मनः शांतस्य समचित्तस्य बिभ्रियात उतवात्यजेत अ पीसफुल इक्विपॉइज्ड पर्सन हु इज फैक्चुअली एडवांस्ड इन स्पिरिचुअल कॉन्शियसनेस डज नॉट नीड टू एक्सेप्ट द सिंबल्स ऑफ अ सन्यासी सच एज अ त्रिदंड एंड कमंडलू अकॉर्डिंग टू नेसेसरी ही मे समटाइम्स एक्सेप्ट दोस सिंबल्स एंड समटाइम्स रिजेक्ट देम सो दिस अबाउट द सन्यासी सिंबल्स द वेलस रीड दिस होल थिंग purport there are four stages of the renounced order of life kutichaka bahudaka parivrajakacharya and paramahamsa the four stages of sanyas life even in sanyas there are four stages kutichaka bahudaka parivrajakacharya paramahamsa the paramahamsa sanyasis are the best then next parivrajakacharya then bahudaka then kutichaka uh, if there is definition for why they are called like that but you know we need to proceed on <coughs> Here, Nishrimad Bhagavatam considers the Paramahamsas among the Sanyasis. The Mayavadi impersonalist Sanyasis cannot attain the Paramahamsa stage. This is because of their impersonal conception. Hmm? One second. Yeah, this is because of their impersonal conception of the Absolute Truth. Brahmeti, Paramatmeti, Bhagavanati Shabdhati. The Absolute Truth is perceived in three stages of which Bhagavan or realization of the Supreme Personality of Godhead is meant for the paramahamsas you will see the now why paramahamsas means they are already devotees and perfected devotees uh, brahman platform and uh, means impersonalist and paramatma they cannot be called paramahamsas yeah? there is one i think paramahamsa yogananda no this is all just self made titles but they are not on the stage of paramahamsa because they are not devotees they are impersonalists so they are not qualified actually for that 
and even Gandhi was called a Mahatma and some yoga and some some somebody who is not a devotee. He is given title Paramahamsa and Ramakrishna Paramahamsa. All these titles are given to people who are nowhere in the nowhere in the vicinity of devotional service. Hmm? So these are also some self-made or man-made titles, but not sanctioned by Krishna. Hmm. <coughs> Indeed, Srimad Bhagavatam itself is meant for the Paramahamsas. Paramo Nirmatsaranam Satam. Unless one is in the Paramahamsa stage, he is not eligible to understand Srimad Bhagavatam. So, this is in the first, in the second verse of the Srimad Bhagavatam. Paramo Nirmatsaranam Satam. Nirmatsara. Matsara means envy. Nirmatsara means completely free from envy. That means not only envy, uh, free from envy to other living entities, but especially to the Supreme Lord. No more envy. As long as one is not a devotee of Krishna, he has envy to the Supreme Lord. And therefore, he cannot be called a Paramahamsa. Hamsa means swan. Swan is a person, I mean a, a bird, who can, if there is a mixture between of milk and water, the swan can just take the milk and leave aside the water in the, in the, in the container. Yeah, that unique ability is there, the swan can do that. Um, if a human does that, it is considered a yogic power, but a swan already has that power. So, if, um, if you give a diluted milk to a swan, he will know that it is diluted. He will only take the milk and leave behind the water. So, that's that's how, the why are, they, why are the devotees called hamsas? Because they take the spiritual essence of everything. Like all these gadgets, I always give the same example as Prabhupada gave the example of the microphone. Right? Because he was speaking in the micro, microphone. And here we have a microphone and then we have this camera and then we have this laptop we have a iPad here I know you can't see that but at least you can see the screen here <laughs> so we have all these things here but these can be used anyway can be used for bad purposes good purposes anything but we're using, using for Krishna's purpose so that is the taking the milk out of the whole dilution of milk and water so it, it, it presents so many opportunities but the devotees take the best thing out of that the essence of everything and use that so they know how to take that essence because they connect everything with Krishna and use it in Krishna's service. So that is called Hamsa. And a person who does that in the best possible way is the Paramahamsa, the devotee who sees everything in relation with Krishna and he has nothing other than Krishna business. So that is a Paramahamsa. So unless one is a Nirmatsara, non-envious person, he cannot be a Paramahamsa. Even a Brahma, you know, the impersonalist, is envious of the Supreme because he wants to merge, he wants to become, oh, I, I cannot be a good competitor of Krishna in the, in the material world. Alright, I'll become one with him. Even, you see, then also he's not submitting. Uh, devotee means he submits to the Supreme Lord. Jnanavan maam prapadyate. Then Vasudeva Sarvamethi sa mahatma. He is mahatma, he is paramahamsa, he is nirmatsara. Unless one comes to that stage, he is not a nirmatsara, he is not a paramahamsa, he is not a mahatma. All these things are only for, exclusively for devotees. No one else. And another uh, nice verse is there in the Bhagavatam also, um, which is mentioning that um, this is only Bhagavatam is only meant for Paramahamsas here, 12, 13, 18. Shreemad Bhagavatam Purana Mamalam Yad Vaishnavanam Priyam Yasmin Paramahamsyam Ekamamalam Gyanam Param Giyate Tatra Jnana Viraga Bhakti Sahitam Naish Karmyam Aviskritam Aviskritam 
तछ्रृन्वन्सु पठन् विचारण परो भक्त्या श्रीमद् भागवतम इज द स्पॉटलेस पुराण इट इज मोस्ट डियर टू द वैष्णव बिकॉज इट डिस्क्राइब्स द प्योर एंड सुप्रीम नॉलेज ऑफ द परमहंसर्स This Bhagavatam reveals the means for becoming free from all material work together with processes of transcendental knowledge renunciation and devotion anyone who seriously tries to understand shrimad bhagavatam who properly hears and chants it with devotion becomes completely liberated so this is this scripture is meant for paramahamsas devotees so indeed shrimad bhagavatam itself is meant for the paramahamsas paramo nirmatsaranam satam unless one is in the paramahamsa stage he is not eligible to understand the shrimad bhagavatam For Paramahamsas or sannyasis in the Vaishnava order, preaching is the first duty. To preach, such sannyasis may accept the symbols of sannyas such as the danda and kamandalu, or sometimes they may not. Generally, the Vaishnava sannyasis, being Paramahamsas, are automatically called Babaji's, and they do not carry a kamandalu or danda. Such a sannyasi is free to accept or reject the marks of sannyas. His only thought is, where is there an opportunity to spread Krishna consciousness? Sometimes the Krishna consciousness movement sends its representative sannyasis to foreign countries where the danda and kamandalu are not very much appreciated. We send our preachers in ordinary dress to introduce our books and philosophy. Our only concern is to attract people to Krishna consciousness. We may do this in the dress of sannyasis or in the regular dress of gentlemen. Our only concern is to spread interest in Krishna consciousness. <coughs> Although he said this, he himself wore the dress of sannyasi and he changed them also to accept the dress of sanyasi the westerners hmm. so here the actual verse is that you know he does not need to accept the symbols of sanyasi such as tridanda and kamandalu that's why prabhupada explained the whole thing like that avyaktalingo vyaktartho manishyut unmattabalavat kavir mukavad atmanam sadrishtya darshayen nirnam <coughs> although a saintly person may not expose himself to the vision of human society by his behavior his purpose is disclosed to human society he should present himself like a restless child and although he is the greatest thoughtful orator he should present himself like a dumb man so this is how the spiritualists sometimes they act in weird ways but of course a preacher cannot do that because he must preach like jada bharat for example if you know the story from the bhagavatam he was born of a brahmana but he remembered his two previous lives um that he was a great king he got attached to the deer and then became a deer in the next life and then next life he became a brahmana then he remembered his life as a deer and also as the king the past two lives he remembered and then he he made sure that this life he will not make the mistake of attachment to family or anything so even though he was the greatest devotee and the greatest orator but he behaved like an absolute dumb idiot absolutely he doesn't know anything as if he behave like that <clears throat> so that the people won't disturb him let them you know consider me a fool let them let me not be attracted to anything let them not offer me any material allurements anymore let let them feel that i am the most worst fellow in the in the world and let just let them just leave me alone with that consciousness he lived his whole life but at one point when he instructed king rahugana then his his, his true thing came out and when he spoke to rahugana rahugana was so um moved by his speech that he became a disciple the great king because um then he took compassion upon rahugana and to instruct him he he exhibited his true self but otherwise he was behaving like a dumb fool 
um, so this is for persons who want to keep themselves aloof but a preacher cannot behave like this like Prabhupada you see he always were very intelligible and you know people could understand what he's talking and he's, he spoke total sense but there are devotees like Vamsidas Babaji they sometimes their behavior is very hard to understand very very difficult to understand so much so that Prabhupada's Guru Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur told his disciples not to go and visit Vamsidas Babaji because not because he was some you know fake no because his devotees were not advanced enough to understand his position because he was he was a recluse complete recluse he was not he was a paramahamsa but his behavior is sometimes so disturbing that a person how can paramahamsa behave you know because he he sometimes talks to his deities and he sometimes get angry with his deities and you know he he laughs and sometimes cries and sometimes behave like a madman in his ecstatic symptoms but ordinary people will never understand those things that's why even chaitanya mahaprabhu he had he exhibited so many ecstatic symptoms madness he exhibited absolute madness when he was around uh, his close associates like ramananda rai sarup damodar like that govinda but when others came into the scene then he quickly changed himself and behaved ordinarily like you know talking sense always is talking sense but as unadvanced people we cannot understand the activities vaishnavar kriya mudra vigyana bujhay even the most intelligent man cannot understand the plans and activities of a real vaishnava but out of mercy the real vaishnava may sometimes empowered to preach by krishna he will talk in a way which is understandable to the people and make them krishna conscious out of his mercy he has no obligation to do that but he will do that on the empowerment of krishna and that uh, then we can actually understand and that's the mercy of the sadhu otherwise if he is not preaching he should behave like this that's why you <clears throat> even though prabhupada is you know the greatest preacher when he is to himself if you see the videos you know he is just like a ch- you will see that child like innocence in his face in his in his mannerisms that is the manifestation of these qualities when he has no use of senses in preaching when he is to himself when he is eating prasadam or when he is just going about his day or you know doing his things you know when there are such videos you can see those clips probably says even even when he is with the devotees his smile his his mannerisms is just like a ch- uh, there's a child like innocence in him so that is like this you know it's, it's somewhat this kind of exhibition of qualities superport a greatly a great personality very much advanced in krishna consciousness may not expose himself by the signs of a sanyasi to cover himself he may live like a restless child or a dumb person although he is the greatest orator or poet so he is not after fame and all that but to preach yes he will he will come out and then make himself visible and heard he will do that <clears throat> because it is not upon his fame it is not about his anything about him it is about glorifying krishna he will speak he will come in front of huge audiences and speak that is preaching because he wants krishna to be known by everybody and he wants everybody to surrender to krishna that is his mission it's not about getting personal fame or personal aggrandizement by that atra pyudaharantimam itihasam puratanam prahradasya cha samvadam muner a ajagarasya cha okay as a historical example of this learned sages recite the story of an ancient discussion between prahlad maharaj and a great saintly person who was feeding himself like a python ajagarvritti 
so pe- feeding himself like a python means he will just stay in one place and whatever people give he will take otherwise he will not eat he will fast so anyway this is a whole conversation but we we're going to skip that part we're going to the next which is the grihastha ashram we're going to go into that uh, you can read this uh, this whole story which actually basically uh, exemplifies whatever we have already read in this chapter of 13th chapter so it's a nice conversation between prahlad maharaj and that uh, avadhut the sanyasi paramahamsa sanyasi but uh, you can read that we will go to the next chapter 714 so as you can see we will read the first line this chapter describes the occupational duties of the householder according to the time the country and the performer okay now you will see the rest is basically translation of these so we'll go to the verses itself maharaj yudhishthir inquired from the narad muni oh my lord oh great sage kindly explain how we who are staying at home without knowledge of the goal of life may also easily attain liberation according to the instructions of the vedas <laughs> so narad muni was explaining all the difficult austerities of vanaprastha brahmachari sanyasi and this and that and grahastha i mean yudhishthir maharaj being a grahastha he said oh my lord kindly explain how we staying at home without knowledge of the goal of life may also easily attain liberation according to the instructions of the vedas now here you have to understand that yudhishthir maharaj is more than all those sanyasis put together because he was personal associate of krishna krishna was not even going to the to the, all those forests to live with those sanyasis but he was with pandavas so actually this yudhishthir maharaj arjuna's their position is so much more higher than all those sanyasis but he is presenting himself like a ordinary grihastha who does not know the goal of life so that narad muni will speak those instructions again for our benefit so we will go to the next verse narad muni replied my dear king those who stay at home as householders must act to earn their livelihood and instead of trying to enjoy the results of their work themselves they should offer these results to krishna vasudev how to satisfy vasudev in this life can be perfectly understood through the association of great devotees of the lord so immediately the answer you see you should read this verse shri narada uvacha गृहेशवस्थितो राजन क्रियाह कुर्वन् यथोचिताः वासुदेवार्पणं साक्षात् उपासितं महामुनीन सी व्हाट दे शुड डू फर्स्ट थिंग नारद मुनि सेड दे मस्ट एसोसिएट विद डिवोटीज दे मस्ट एक्ट टू अर्न द लाइवलीहुड एंड इंस्टेड ऑफ ट्राइंग टू एन्जॉय द रिजल्ट्स ऑफ देयर वर्क देमसेल्व्स दे शुड ऑफर दीस रिजल्ट्स टू कृष्णा वासुदेव हाउ टू सैटिस्फाई वासुदेव इन दिस लाइफ कैन बी परफेक्टली अंडरस्टूड थ्रू द एसोसिएशन ऑफ ग्रेट डिवोटीज ऑफ द लॉर्ड दिस इज द sum and total i mean some some and substance sorry sum and substance of grihastha life they have to associate with devotees who are full time doing this all right so <clears throat> purport the format for grihastha life should be dedication to the supreme personality of godhead in bhagavad gita 6.1 it is said anashritah karma phalam karyam karma karoti yah sasanyach dasasanyasi cha yogi cha na nirag nirna chakriyah one who is unattached to the fruits of his work and who works as he is obligated is in the renounced order of life and he is the true mystic not he who lights no fire and performs no work hmm. it's not that 
um, okay this can be a, this requires some explanation but anyway we will go on whether one acts as a brahmachari grahastha vanaprastha or sanyasi he must act only for the satisfaction of the supreme personality of godhead vasudev krishna the son of vasudev so this verse actually means that real sanyasi means he who is actually working for krishna even though he may be in household life if he is working for krishna and giving up all his results of work to krishna then he is actually just sanyasi not simply one who has given up his household duties and just doing nothing no that is not sanyasi real sanyasi means whether he is in renounced order or, or household life or brahmachari he must be his goal must be the supreme personality of god and he should be acting on that platform that is actually real sanyasi so he must act for the satisfaction of the supreme personality of god head vasudev krishna the son of vasudev this should be the principle for everyone's life narad muni has already described the principles of life for a brahmachari vanaprastha and sanyasi and now he is describing how a grahastha should live the basic principle is to satisfy the supreme personality of godhead now although narad muni was a brahmachari he is a brahmachari he is still a brahmachari so he is <coughs> he knows the, the principles of religion for all statuses of life brahmachari vanaprastha vanaprastha sanyas it's not that he only knows about brahmachari life he doesn't know about grahastha life he knows <coughs> the signs of satisfying the supreme lord can be learned as described here sakshat upasita mahamunin the word mahamunin refers to great saintly persons or devotees saintly persons are generally known as munis or thoughtful philosophers concerned with transcendental subject matters and mahamunin refers to those who have not only thoughtfully studied the goal of life but who are actually engaged in satisfying the supreme personality of godhead vasudev these persons are known as devotees so muni means he can be a speculator he can be he is a person interested in spiritual life that is a philosopher or a muni mahamuni or mahatma mahajan these means only devotees who have actually attained the state of complete who not only just know the goal of life but also are acting on the platform of devotional service to krishna so these persons are known as devotees unless one associates with devotees one cannot learn the signs of vasudeva arpana or dedicating one's life to vasudeva krishna the supreme personality of godhead vasudeva arpana it's very nice verse in india the principles of the science were followed strictly even 50 years ago this was written in what 1975 or something like that so now it's like almost 100 years ago huh? i saw that in the villages of bengal and the suburbs of calcutta people engaged in hearing shrimad bhagavatam daily when all their activities ended or at least in the evening before going to bed everyone would hear the bhagavatam bhagavat classes were held in every village and thus people had the advantage of hearing shrimad bhagavatam which describes everything about the aim of life liberation or salvation this will be clearly explained in the next verses shrinvan bhagavato bhikshnam avatarakathamritam shraddhano yathakalam upashanta janavritah satsangachanakaih sangam atmajayatmajadishu vimuchen mucham maneshu svayam svapnavad uthitaha a grahastha must associate again and again with saintly persons and with great respect he must hear the nectar of the activities of the supreme lord and his incarnations as th- these activities are described in shrimad bhagavatam and other puranas thus one should gradually become detached from affection for his wife and children exactly like a man awakening from a dream see it's a dream this grahastha life is a dream or rather nightmare 
the real we must awaken from that and we must it's a dream in this whole material life is a dream and it becomes intensified in grahastha life so we must this way grahastha must associate again and again with saintly persons and he, with great respect he must hear the nectar of the activities means he should hear now what we are doing even with this live stream all of you are kindly coming and hearing this this is how a grahastha should live always hearing and you know that is a that is the way one should live purport the krishna consciousness movement has been established to give grahasthas all over the world an opportunity to hear shrimad bhagavatam and bhagavad gita specifically the process as described in many ways is one of hearing and chanting shrinvatam swakatha krishna punya shravana kirtana <coughs> shrimad bhagavatam 1.2.17 everyone especially the grahasthas who are moodhadhi is that mentioned here not exactly but i think another he must have taken this from somewhere moodhadhi everyone especially the grahasthas who are moodhadhi ignorant about the goal of life oh i think it is taken from that verse which is the first verse is that so moodhadhi yes because yudhishthir maharaj asked that ma adrsho griham moodhadhi so griham moodhadhi completely ignorant of the goal of life madrasha such as me he is of course humble so that is being referred to here everyone especially the grahasthas who are moodhadhi ignorant about the um where are we goal of life should be given opportunities to hear about krishna simply by hearing by attending lectures in the different centers of the krishna consciousness movements a movement where topics of krishna from bhagavad gita and shrimad bhagavatam are discussed they will be purified of their sinful inclination for constant indulgence in illicit sex meat eating intoxication and gambling which have all become prominent in modern days thus they have thus they can be raised to the status of light punya shravana kirtana simply by joining the kirtan hare krishna hare krishna 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 hare 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 ram hare ram 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 hare hare and by hearing about krishna from bhagavad gita one must be purified especially if he also takes prasad this is go- this is all going on in the krishna consciousness movement another specific description here is shrinvan bhagavato bhikshanam avatara kathamritam it is not that because one has once finished bhagavad gita he should not hear it again the word abhikshanam is very important we should hear again and again there is no question of stopping it's not that oh prabhu prabhu i read all prabhupada's books you read them huh? okay read again read second time read again so because each time we read any devotee who has actually read prabhupada's books when you read again you will find a whole different realization a whole deeper realization of prabhupada's books and each time you read the realization deepens and deepens and deepens and especially if it is in conjunction with devotional service and dedication to krishna and following all the sadhana and one actually gets more and more interested more and more in depth into this whole subject so that is called kathamritam abhikshanam avatar kathamritam there is no question of stopping even if one has read these topics many times he should go on reading again and again because bhagavat katha the words spoken by krishna and spoken by krishna's devotees about krishna are amritam nectar the more one drinks this amritam the more he advances in his eternal life that's why this bhagavat saptah 
only for seven days you know they have these programs in india or oh, one week bhagavatam discourse it should be all the time nityam bhagavata sevaya not sapta bhagavata sevaya or masa bhagavata sevaya or like that no all the time all the time the amritam the human form of life is meant for liberation but unfortunately due to the influence of kali yuga every day the grihasthas are working hard like asses early in the morning they rise and travel even 100 miles away to earn bread especially in the western countries i have seen that people awaken at 5 o'clock to go to offices and factories to earn their livelihood people in calcutta and bombay also do this every day they work very hard in the office or factory and again they spend 3 or 4 hours in transportation returning home then they retire at 10 o'clock and again rise early in the morning to go to their offices and factories this kind of hard labor is described in the shastras as the life of pigs and stool eaters nayam deho deho bhajam nirloke kashtan kaman arhate vidbhujam yem of all living entities who have accepted material bodies in this world one who has been awarded this human form should not work hard day and night simply for sense gratification which is available even for dogs and hogs that eat stool bhagavatam 5.5.1 one must find some time for hearing shrimad bhagavatam and bhagavad gita this is vedic culture one should work 8 hours at the most to earn his livelihood and either in the afternoon or in the evening a householder should associate with devotees to hear about the incarnations of krishna and his activities and thus be gradually liberated from the clutches of maya however instead of finding time to hear about krishna the householders after working hard in offices and factories find time to go to a restaurant or a club where instead of hearing about krishna and his activities they are very much pleased to hear about the political activities of demons and non devotees and to enjoy sex wine women and meat and in this way waste their time this is not grihastha life but demoniac life the krishna consciousness movement however with its centers all over the world gives such fallen and condemned persons an opportunity to hear about krishna in a dream we form a society of friendship and love and when we awaken we see that it has ceased to exist similarly one's gross society family and love are also a dream and this dream will will be over as soon as one dies therefore whether one whether one is dreaming in a subtle way or a gross way these dreams are all false and temporary one's real business is to understand that one is soul aham brahmasmi and that his activities should therefore be different then one can be happy brahma bhuta prasannatma nashochati nakankshati samasarveshu bhuteshu madbhaktim labhate param one who is transcendently situated at once realizes the supreme brahman and becomes fully joyful he never laments nor desires to have anything he is equally disposed toward all living entities in that state he attains pure devotional service unto me bhagavad gita 18.54 one who is engaged in devotional service can very easily be liberated from the dream of materialistic life see how nicely it is explained next verse 7.14.5 यदर्थम उपासीनो देहे गेहे च पंडित विरक्तोरक्तवत्त्र निर्लोके नरतान्यसेत वाइल वर्किंग टू अर्न हिज लाइवलीहुड एज मच एज नेसेसरी टू मेंटेन बॉडी एंड सोल टुगेदर वन हू इज एक्चुअली लर्नड शुड लिव इन ह्यूमन सोसाइटी अनअटैच टू फैमिली अफेयर्स ऑल दो एक्सटर्नली अपियरिंग वेरी मच अटैच especially if a man becomes unattached to the woman he she will become you know insecure <laughs> so i don't want to speak very much about all this 
but you see how it is mentioned here one who is actually learned should live in human society unattached to family affairs although externally appearing very much attached <laughs> so yeah grahasthas must become good actors you know <laughs> this is the picture of ideal family life when sri chaitanya mahaprabhu asked ramanand rai about the goal of life ramanand rai described it in different ways according to the recommendations of the revealed scriptures and finally sri ramanand rai explain that one may stay in his own position whether as a brahmana a shudra a sanyasi or whatever but one must try to inquire about life's goal athato brahma jignasa this is the pro- proper utilization of the human form of life when one when one misuses the gift of the human form by unnecessarily indulging in the animal propensities of eating sleeping mating and defending and does not try to get out of the clutches of maya which subjects one to repeated birth death old age and disease one is again punished by being forced to descend to the lower species and undergo evolution according to the laws of nature so if we misuse the gift of human life then we will be given animal life see one misuses the gift of human form how how do we misuse by indulging in this animal propensities of eating sleeping mating and defending one then one will go to lower species prakritih kriyamanaani gunai karmaani sarvashah bhagavad-gita 3.27 being completely under the grip of material nature the living entity must evolve again from the lower species to the higher species until he at last returns to human life and gets the chance to be freed from the material clutches a wise man however learns from the shastras and guru that we living and en- living entities are all eternal but are put into troublesome conditions because of associating with different modes under the laws of material nature he therefore concludes that in the human form of life he should not endeavor for unnecessary necessities unnecessary necessities that means they are actually unnecessary but we think they are necessities you know anarthas but should live a very simple life just maintaining body and soul together certainly one requires some means of livelihood and according to one's varna and ashrama this means of livelihood is prescribed in the shastras one should be satisfied with this therefore instead of hankering for more and more money a sincere devotee of the lord tries to invent some ways to earn his livelihood and when krishna uh, sorry and when he does so krishna helps him see that very nicely stated said here you see therefore instead of hankering for more and more money a sincere devotee of the lord tries to invent some ways to earn his livelihood so he will somehow or other make some arrangements so that he doesn't have to work very hard for his livelihood and krishna will help him if if the whole idea is to advance in spiritual life if we try to build a you know big business and you know like you know become a big millionaire and you know, krishna will definitely not help because he knows we are going astray from the whole whole spiritual program so therefore we must and the grahasthas especially they must have means of livelihood and try as much as possible not to work too hard to get that and make as much time as possible for spiritual life that should be the way as much as possible we should try i know it is not possible for everyone immediately but one must contemplate these things and you know pray to krishna how to help me surrender to you you should always pray shri prabhupad please help me chaitanya mahaprabhu please help me krishna please help me to surrender to you don't ask uh, krishna please help me get a easier job no 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 that's not the whole point please help me to surrender to you give me the strength uh, so when we our focus is surrender to krishna then krishna will give us intelligence how to manage the other things which are not uh, 
the most important things in human life but which still are necessary because of grihastha ashram earning one's livelihood therefore is not a problem the real problem is how to get free from the bondage of birth death and old age this is often forgotten in grihastha ashram um and to remind themselves of it that's why they have to always constantly and what it is said again and again associate with devotees and hear about krishna every day huh? after sorry after this sorry attaining this freedom and not inventing unnecessary necessities is the basic principle of vedic civilization one should be satisfied with whatever means of life comes automatically the modern materialistic civilization is just the opposite of the ideal civilization every day the so called leaders of modern society invent something contributing to a cumbersome way of life that implicates people more and more in the cycle of birth death old age and disease next actually in the previous verse see the translation again while working to earn his livelihood as much as necessary to maintain body and soul together one who is actually learned should give should live in human society unattached to family affairs although externally appearing very much attached a similar verse is found in the fifth canto 5 5 3 yevamayeshe krita sauhardartha janeshu deham bharavartikeshu griheshu jayat majarati matsu na preeti yukta yavadarthascha loke those who are interested in reviving krishna consciousness and increasing their love of godhead do not like to do anything that is not related to krishna they are not interested in mingling with people who are busy maintaining their bodies eating sleeping mating and defending they are not attached to their homes although they may be householders nor are they attached to wives children friends or wealth at the same time they are not indifferent to the execution of their duties such people are interested in collecting only enough money to keep the body and soul together see it's a very similar verse next 7146 this is another now in the previous verse 7145 just now we read that it is said that should be unattached to family affairs although externally appearing very much attached now how to do that he is explaining in the next verse gyataya pitarau putra bhratarah suhrudopare yadvadanti yadichanti chanu modeta nirmamah an intelligent man in human society should make his own program of activities very simple If there are suggestions from his friends, children, parents, brothers or anyone else, he should externally agree saying, "Yes, that is all right." But internally he should be determined not to create a cumbersome life in which the purpose of life will not be fulfilled. Because I'm telling you, when one becomes a devotee, your relatives from nowhere, they were nowhere in in the, in the sight, nowhere in in the picture at all, suddenly they will become your greatest advisors. Telling you whoever wants to join up as a brahmachari or even when you are practicing grihastha if you are becoming serious let me know in the comments if you can relate to this all the relatives start advising oh you should not you know you know actually i i did some google search you know there are some um, scams that go went on in the so called hari krishna movement it seems some guru something happened and <laughs> so you know you should not you should not go there or anything they will say oh how come you are not you know uh, coming to our home and eating anymore you know you are saying prasadam and all this as if you know you know all life you know we have been cooking for you you know like parents sometimes they get offended ha huh? 
then you know um, you know now you don't eat uh, mother's food what is this so they play on the sentiments you know without any knowledge without it so these things happen among devotees um, and f- especially when dealing with their families so we should we should externally say yes yes but you know okay if they are insisting okay, why don't you come and eat in our food yeah we, i would definitely want to eat but you also become devotee no yeah, so their preaching starts so instead of sometimes yes you can just you know say and then go away from there but some people you just can't avoid like parents or you know immediate family members so then there is some preaching involved sometimes they accept sometimes they don't mm-hmm. and even if they accept they may not follow completely so at least they must understand they must come to a point where they either should accept the statements or they should understand and they should respect your position we don't have to think of always how oh what should i say i'll be invited to this marriage function or i'll be invited to this function and that function and i you know if i don't eat they will you know they will feel bad maybe to satisfy them okay um, maybe the husband won't eat but wife you eat or maybe the wife won't eat the husband you eat no need to make all these compromises we just have to be as it is said very determined not to create cumbersome life in which the purpose of life will not be fulfilled by eating prasadam we are unnecessarily contaminating ourselves why so uh, take some fruits or something and you know uh, you know offer them to krishna and eat something like that which is not cooked or something it's something make something and if you explain to them they should understand in fact it should not be this thing happens so what happens is when they suggest all these things they try to make us feel guilty for not um complying with their you know wishes or you know the so called customs in family the thing should be turned around and they should understand that what you are standing for what you are living is actually very respectful and they should have the respect oh he has you know he is following now very strict principles you know he won't he won't eat anything anywhere he is very strict about prasadam and all that so even though they may invite they should accept that okay you will not eat that should be our position we should stand we should draw a line see the thing mostly what happens is when we don't when we don't draw a line we now devotees sometimes feel that to draw a line means you know you are being you are offending the other party actually no if you draw the line and tell clearly what your things are what your position is then you will you will let them know that they cannot push the boundary when the line is not drawn when it, everything is very vague when there is a gray area they will try to push as much as possible thinking that it is okay with you because you have not defined it as not okay you see that so because we have not defined it as not okay to not eat prasadam and you know all that so they think okay it is it is okay you never told me that you know you eat only krishna prasadam you know <clears throat> that is your principle you never told me how would i know so therefore it is good that at least we let them know what is our see i am following now krishna consciousness bhagavad gita which is our scripture i mean those who are hindus you know they can explain like that you know it is our scripture our sanatan dharma and unfortunately this is not being followed that but now we are following these things and bhagavad gita you see this verse is there shloka you know we should only eat prasadam otherwise we are eating sin chapter 3 text 13 you can show them instead of just saying something they say you are you are saying something with your own mind you know you are just telling something to hoodwink me no you show the book see bhagavad gita is telling like this so that's why we are following 
so kindly understand our position and if you also follow that will be even more better your life also will become happy it's a very nice way of life and it is not some you know some some cheating baba and some yogi it is about krishna only which is he who is accepted as god by all scriptures by all the vedas so please follow these things and of course i will come and eat and if it is prasadam why not prasadam yes i will eat but if it's not prasadam you must understand that i can't eat that because it just goes against my this thing so if we tell that straight away they know even if they sometimes don't like what you say but they know that you stand for that and that even though they sometimes don't tell it to you that they don't like what you are doing but at least they know that you won't do that so they will not push you so at least you can stay within your confines of eating only krishna prasadam so this is how we have to intelligently you know um, navigate the situations especially with grahastha life we have to deal with family members you know so they must made understood they must understand it you, we cannot expect them to understand oh they don't understand what i'm doing you know like you know they are they are you know they are demons no they may or may not be demons but we have to let them understand unless we open our mouth and understand we can't expect them to understand just like that we understood after a long time and after so much association of devotees that what is actually to be done and what is not what is not to be done how can we expect them to understand when they don't have any association at all so let them know <clears throat> so if somebody you know calls for a function or something you know um either make some excuse you know i have this or if something is very important like some marriage function of a re- very real very close relative or something like that when they expect you small small things you can avoid by saying this and that or something like you know whatever it is you, that's why grahastha <laughs> life involves all these kinds of navigation you know navigative um, maneuvers so we have to be a little more we have to try out our waters how we can adjust things but we cannot compromise that's the thing internally we have to understand that whatever we may say or whatever we may do out externally internally we should know that we cannot compromise with our principles absolutely that should be very very strict with them you may go may not go whatever but your principles are only strict very strict in fact it is said we cannot eat in a restaurant where other people are eating their own food if it is not prasadam so we should not even eat among that the 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 thing so you can bring your own prasadam and eat in a different place so like there some adjustments have to be made yes yes you cannot please everybody you will not be able to please your family members completely thoroughly by this you have to accept that you cannot be like oh my family members are becoming a little bit um, upset because i'm doing this you have to accept that they will become upset and eventually it is good because that creates a detachment the whole point is to become detached if they actually become devotees that's well and good that's that's totally welcome but if they don't and if they become upset we have to be ready for that and even if they become upset we can't be moved oh my mother is becoming upset uh, no i can't just give in to sentiments like that my real mother my real father is krishna i cannot go against him and spiritual master i have taken a vow i have taken initiation i have committed to this lifestyle of krishna consciousness and these are promises i have made to krishna i cannot go against these promises and the best examples are like prahlad maharaj no matter what his father said his father would have been so nice to him if he was just not a devotee he would have been the son of the most powerful father in the universe hmm? everything he would have right at his fingertips but no he did not compromise not a single bit 
so we should not compromise even if it means that those people will will turn against us it doesn't matter it's okay it's okay if it if 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 it ends up like that it's just krishna's mercy but we should not of course we go in a fighting war mode with everybody <laughs> but we should try our best to make them understand if they don't understand at least allow you to do what you want to do not that they dictate terms to you just like just as they don't accept your terms or rather krishna's terms which you are repeating to them they have no right to dictate their terms to you so that also should be the, if if they don't agree to these terms then you should make an agreement that i will also not agree to those terms because i i stand for these terms just as you stand for your material attachment terms that you have prepared <clears throat> so i can't so let's keep that line and if you can follow this system well and good i will come and eat in your house but if can't then please understand that this is these are my principles and i can't compromise be 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 um uh, polite about it but at the same time be stern about it next 7147 is uh, is this the one okay no that was 7127 okay this is 7147 okay 7127 was a very important verse actually which we read yesterday all right divyam bhaumam chantariksham vittam achyuta nirmitam tatsarvam upayunjana etat kuriyasvato budha the natural products created by the supreme personality of godhead should be utilized to maintain the bodies and souls of all living entities the necessities of life are of three types those produced from the sky from rainfall from the earth from the mines and the seas or the fields and from the atmosphere that which is obtained suddenly and unexpectedly so the natural products created by the supreme lord should be utilized to maintain the bodies and souls so we should be as natural as possible naturalistic lifestyle not using too many artificial things and you know. natural as much as possible <clears throat> we living entities in different forms are all children of the supreme personality of godhead um, as confirmed by the lord in bhagavad gita 14.4 sarva yonishu kaunteyam murtayah sambhavanti yah tasam brahma mahadyonir aham bijah aham bija pradah pita it should be understood that all species of life o son of kunti are made possible by birth in this material nature and that i am the seed giving father the supreme lord krishna is the father of all living entities in different species and forms one who is intelligent can see that all living entities in the 8400000 bodily forms are part of the supreme personality of godhead and are his sons everything within the material and spiritual worlds is the property of the supreme lord ishavasamidam sarvam and therefore everything has a relationship with him shri rupa goswami says in this regard प्रापंचकतया बुद्ध्या हरिसंबंधिवस्तुन मुमुक्षुभि परित्यागो वैराग्यं फल्गुकथ्यते वन हु रिजेक्ट्स एनीथिंग विदाउट नॉलेज ऑफ इट्स रिलेशनशिप टू कृष्णा इज इनकम्प्लीट इन हिज रनन्सिएशन भक्तिरसामृत सिंधु 1.2.256 ऑल्दो मायावादी फिलॉसोफर्स यू सी इफ वी जस्ट सैक्रिफाइस समथिंग और रिनाउंस समथिंग विदाउट अंडरस्टैंडिंग इट्स रिलेशनशिप विद कृष्णा दैट्स इनकम्प्लीट इन हिज रनन्सिएशन समटाइम्स डिवोटीज से प्रभु आई डोंट यूज फेसबुक प्रभु that's good actually it's because facebook is a f- uh, filled with lot of nonsense but if you can attend bhagavad gita classes on it why not so we should not just renounce it without knowledge of his relationship to krishna that is that will be incomplete renunciation so only for that and then nothing else uh, that is that is good <clears throat> although mayavadi philosophers say that the f- material creation is false actually it is not false it is factual but the idea that everything belongs to human society is false everything belongs to the supreme personality of godhead for everything is created by him 
all living entities being the lord's sons his eternal parts and parcels have the right to use their father's property by nature's arrangement as stated in the upanishads tena tyaktena bhunjitha magridha kasyasvidhanam everyone should be satisfied with the things allotted him by the supreme personality of godhead no one should encroach upon another's rights or property in bhagavad gita it is said अन्नाभवती भूता पर्जन्यादन्नसंभव यज्ञाभवति पर्जन्यो यज्ञ कर्म सुद्भव ऑल लिविंग एंटिटीज सब्जिस्ट सब्सिस्ट ऑन फूड ग्रेन्स विच आर प्रोड्यूस फ्रॉम रेन्स रेन्स आर प्रोड्यूस बाय परफॉर्मेंस ऑफ यज्ञ सैक्रिफाइस एंड यज्ञ इज बॉर्न ऑफ प्रिस्क्राइब ड्यूटीज थ्री डॉट फोर्टीन ऑफ भगवदगीता वैन फूड ग्रेन्स आर सफिशेंटली प्रोड्यूस्ड सो दिस इज द नैचुरल वे ऑफ लाइफ दिस इज दिस इज द नैचुरल वे ऑफ लाइफ सिंपल इकोनॉमिक्स just the necessities necessities of the body and that's it when food grains are sufficiently produced both animals and human beings can be nourished without difficulty for their maintenance this is nature's arrangement prakritih kriyamanani gunaih karmani sarvashah everyone is acting under the influence of material nature and only fools think they can improve upon god upon what god has created wow this is so nice everyone is acting under the influence of material nature and only fools think that they can improve upon what god has created exactly the caption of one of the technology firms i f- i forget which firm i saw this caption um nature nature is good technology makes it better they had this caption so fools only fools think that they can improve upon what god has created you think as if as if god was not perfect enough in his creation and we need to tweak it to make it perfect we are better than god you know we 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 were we were supposed to be advisors of god when he was creating but you know it somehow did not it happened that we were not there and we were created by him and so <laughs> doesn't make any sense right <laughs> so we should know that whatever god has created is perfect similarly similarly the varnashram system is a perfect system it should not be abolished whatever god has created you see again this this thing is so good the statement only fools think they can improve upon what god has created they think technology will improve what god has created naturally that's one foolishness another foolishness varnashram system oh this is caste division this is abolished and equal society as if that is better and another thing the other day we were discussing about veganism vegan idea is also imp- trying to improve upon what god has created cow is the integral part of human society and dairy products everything offered to krishna they are properly to be used it is not that oh they they have their own uh, explanations you know but it is not krishna says we must use it just like we has we saw brahmarpanam brahmahavir butter the sacrificial fire uses ghee and in the cooking for krishna we have to use ghee whether sacrificial fire what is sacrificial fire that that homam what is that that fire that that yagna pit is called the mouth of lord vishnu the fire the blazing fire is the blazing tongue of lord vishnu and the throwing of the grain so the grains and ghee the throwing of the grains and ghee they are like feeding the or you know feeding the supreme personality of godhead that is the meaning of the and with mantras that is offering so whether we offer it through that way or cook nice preparations in ghee and you know and all the different kinds of ingredients and including dairy products and then offer to krishna as you know bhog and that 
is being distributed as prasadam to everybody it is the same thing and all these require dairy products and krishna himself showed when he came he ate butter he ate ghee he ate yogurt he ate, he drank milk all these things he did from the cow uh, and we have to offer krishna the same things and we have to eat as prasadam so we are not vegetarians we are not meat eaters we are not anything or we are not vegans we are as propa said krishnatarians that means whatever krishna eats that prasadam we will eat hmm. so if he eats the propa even said to this extent that if krishna eats meat and asks us to eat meat we will eat but because it, he asked us not to therefore we don't eat it's not that we are against meat eating or again or or we are supporting vegetarianism or veganism no we are not supporters of any of these materialistic philosophies and therefore we don't conform, conform to any of these uh, nomenclatures or ideologies or philosophies we are we are transcendental to all these things we are krishnatarian we only follow what krishna asks us to follow and that's it so only fools think that they can improve upon what god has created so to to create this idea that or something is better than what god has already created that is wrong but of course at the same time we are not condoning that the the way cows are treated today we have already explained this at length on the other day when there was a question about veganism so although we don't but the the uh, milk that is offered by those cows they are dying they have been slaughtered or whatever the karma of those souls are so bad because they were actually cow killers in their previous lives and so their offering to krishna will actually purify them so this is the proper understanding everything that is offered to krishna is good for the one who has offered the one uh, who has helped offer it to krishna and the one who actually produced that everyone will become implicated in that good fortune just like in a slaughter of an animal everyone who is Uh, related is implicated just like the one who actually kills the animal the one who actually rears the animal the one who sells the animal the one who buys the one who eats the one who cooks the one who transports everybody becomes implicated in the killing of the animal similarly in the offering of food stuff to the lord or anything to the lord the the producer of it or the the original source whoever has produced like in the case of milk the cows and the persons who whatever however it has come the person who transport the person who purchase everybody becomes they will get some piety just because the milk has been offered to krishna or anything is offered to krishna that is to be understood i think i made a small 1 minute video tiktok video i think about a couple of months back or even more um where prabhupad used the inventions of different scientists and thus purified them although they have long gone they have died long ago like the printing press huh what gutenberg who invented the printing press in 1440 he became purified because prabhupad used printing press to you know mass manufacture the books uh, and then distribute and so the printing press invention although he did not intend for this but he became purified because it was used and all these inventions like microphone and even the dictaphone and all these tape recorder which helped record prabhupad's this thing uh, talks that all that be- they became purified because it was offered to krishna like that so the householders are specifically responsible for seeing that the laws of the supreme personality of godhead are maintained without fighting between men communities societies or nations 
human society should properly utilize the gifts of God, especially the food grains that grow because of rain falling from the sky. As stated in Bhagavad Gita, Yajnat Bhavati Parjanya. So that rainfall will be regulated. Human society, human humanity should perform yajna sacrifices. Otherwise, there will be irregular rainfall. Regulated rainfall is possible by yajna performances. That means pleasing the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Yajnas were previously performed with offerings of oblations of ghee and food grains, but in this age, of course, there is no that is, this is no longer possible. For the production of ghee and food grains has diminished because of the sinful life of human society. However, people should take to Krishna consciousness and chant the Hare Krishna Mahamantra as recommended in the Shastras. Yajnaihi Sankirtana Prayair Yajantihi Sumedhasaha. 11.5.32 of Srimad Bhagavatam. If people throughout the world take to the Krishna consciousness movement and chant the easy sound vibration of the transcendental name and fame of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, there will be no scarcity of rainfall. Consequently, food grains, fruits and flowers will be properly produced and all the necessities of life will be easily obtained. Grahasthas or householders should take the responsibility for organizing such natural production. It is therefore said, An intelligent person should try to spread Krishna consciousness through the chanting of the holy name of the Lord and all the necessities of life will automatically follow. Next, 7.14.8 Yavad Bhriyeta Jatharam Tavatsvatvam Hidehinam Adhikam Yobhimanyeta Sasteno Dandamarhati Very nice. One may claim proprietorship to as much wealth as required to maintain body and soul together. But one who desires proprietorship over, over more than that must be considered a thief. And he deserves to be punished by the laws of nature. It's important, you see. One may claim proprietorship to as much wealth as required to maintain body and soul together. But one who desires proprietorship over more than that must be considered a thief and he deserves to be punished by the laws of nature. So, what to do if one has excess? He can use it in Krishna's service. He can give it to the Krishna consciousness movement to help support the activities because unlimited activity is there. You may say, oh, but the temple doesn't need as much, you know. Temple is going on with whatever is funds are being, uh, have been coming. But if there is more fund, the projects can be expanded. Projects can be done to a much better, in a better way. So the more we have, the more we can use it in the service of Krishna. Yes, at this state, whatever is we are getting is sufficient to run the operations. But if there is more, then we can increase the operations. Then we can increase the seva that we can do for the public. So, all these things uh, have to be understood. So, whatever wealth is there, we must contribute to the Krishna consciousness movement. That is the proper way to give to those who are actually pushing on the movement uh, sincerely. By So, purport, by God's favor, we sometimes get large quantities of food grains or suddenly receive some contribution or unexpected profit in business. In this way, we may get more money than needed. So, how should that be spent? There is no need to accumulate money in the bank merely to increase one's bank balance. Such a mentality is described in Bhagavad Gita as Asuric, demoniac, 1613. The demoniac person thinks, so much wealth do I have today and I will gain more according to my schemes. So much is mine now and it will increase, it will increase in the future more and more. The Asura is concerned with how much wealth he has in the bank today and how it will increase tomorrow, but unrestricted accumulation of wealth is not permitted either by the Shastra or in the modern age by the government. Actually, if one has more than 
one requires for his necessities, the extra money should be spent for Krishna. Exactly what we said. According to the Vedic civilization, it should all be given to the Krishna consciousness movement as ordered by the Lord himself in Bhagavad Gita 9.27. Yat karoshi adashnasi yajjuhoshi dadasi yat tapasya sikaunteya tatkurushva madarpanam. O son of Kunti, all that you do, all that you eat, all that you offer and give away, as well as all austerities that you may perform, should be done as an offering unto me. Grihasthas should spend extra money only for the Krishna consciousness movement. Look at that. The Grihasthas should give contributions for constructing temples of the Supreme Lord and for preaching of Srimad Bhagavad Gita or Krishna consciousness all over the world. Shrinvan Bhagavato Bhikshanam Bhikshanam Avatara Kathamritam This we have just read in the, in the previous verse. I mean, the few verses back. In the Shastras, the, the Puranas and other Vedic literatures, there are so many narrations describing the transcendental activities of the Supreme Personality of Godhead and everyone should hear them again and again. For example, even if we read the entire Bhagavad Gita every day, all 18 chapters, in each reading we shall find a new explanation. That is the nature of transcendental literature. The Krishna consciousness movement therefore affords one an opportunity to spend his extra earnings for the benefit of all human society by expanding Krishna consciousness. In India, especially, we see hundreds and thousands of temples that were constructed by the wealthy men of society who did not want to be called thieves and be punished. <laughs> so, if money is not used in this way, uh, the people are called, the actual word is there, thief, you know, in the, in the words, stena, dandamarhati. Stena means, as you can see, thief. Dandam means punishment, arhati means deserves. He is a thief who deserves punishment if he does not offer in this way. Therefore, this verse is very important, Prabhupada is saying, especially, Grihastha should note all these things. As stated here, one who accumulates more money than needed is a thief, and by the laws of nature he will be punished. One who acquires more money than necessary becomes desirous of enjoying material comforts more and more. Materialists are inventing so many artificial necessities, and those who have money being allured by such artificial necessities to accumulate money to possess more and more. This is the idea of modern economic development. Everyone is engaged in earning money and the money is kept in the bank which then offers money to the public. <coughs> in this cycle of activities, everyone is engaged in <coughs> getting more and more money and therefore the ideal goal of human life is being lost. Concisely, <coughs> it may be said that everyone is a thief and is liable to be punished. Punishment by the laws of nature takes place in the cycle of birth and death. No one dies fully satisfied by the fulfillment of material desires, for that is not possible. Therefore, at the time of one's death, one is very sorry, being unable to fulfill his desires. By the laws of nature, one is then offered another body to fulfill his unsatisfied desires. And upon taking birth again, accepting another material body, one voluntarily accepts the threefold miseries of life. Wow, it is 9.40. Wow. We are not even halfway through this chapter. <laughs> so we will do another five minutes or what and take questions and continue again tomorrow. Mrigoshtrakhara Markaku Sari Sripkhaga Makshikaha Atmanaha Putra Vatpashe Taire Shamantaram Kiyat 
One should treat animals such as deer, camels, asses, monkeys, mice, snakes, birds and flies exactly like one's own son. How little difference there actually is between children and these innocent animals. Actually, children are almost like animals. <coughs> they don't understand what you're talking about and they also don't know how to express themselves properly. You know. And the animals are only after food, you know. They're also after food, children. Uh, they don't have the intelligence, f fully developed intelligence of a human being. So if we take care of children, we should also take care of the animals. That doesn't mean you keep all the pets in your home and have a big zoo in your house. And that's not what, <laughs> what we're talking about. <laughs> Deer, camels, asses, monkeys, mice, snakes, birds and flies, you know, all these things put in the home and become a zoo. That's not what we're talking about. That uh, we should... If we find these animals and we should feed them prasadam, that's what we can do and chant Hare Krishna and that's that's the most we can do with animals. But we should, that means we should think of benefiting even them. Purport, one who is in Krishna consciousness understands that there is no difference between the animals and the innocent children in one's home. Even in ordinary life, it is our practical experience that a household dog or cat is regarded on the same level as one's children without any envy. Like children, the unintelligent animals are also sons of the Supreme Personality of Godhead and therefore a Krishna conscious person, even though a householder, should not discriminate between children and poor animals. Unfortunately, modern society has devised many means for killing animals in different forms of life. For example, in the agricultural fields, there may be many mice, flies and other creatures that disturb production and sometimes they are killed by pesticides. In this verse, however, such killing is forbidden. Every living entity should be nourished by the food given by the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Human society should not consider itself the only enjoyer of all the properties of God. <clears throat> Rather, men should understand that all the other animals also have a claim to God's property. In this verse, even the snake is mentioned, indicating that a householder should not be envious even of a snake. If everyone is fully satisfied by eating food that is a gift from the God, from the Lord, why should there be envy between one living being and another? In modern days, people are very much inclined toward communistic ideas of society, but we do not think that there can be any better communistic idea than that which is explained in this verse of Srimad Bhagavatam. Even in the communistic countries, the poor animals are killed without consideration, although they should have, they also should have the right to take their allotted food with which to live. And <coughs> sometimes <coughs> there are some Christians who came up to me and said, because um, we distribute books on the street and sometimes we meet some Christians and uh, those who are a little more evangelistic, they try to come and say that, because we say, thou shall not kill, you should not eat, you know, meat, um, according to Christian rules. So they say that, um, you know, Bible says that man is given the animals to enjoy life. Uh, yes, that does not mean eat. Suppose you, you enjoy with your wife, that means you eat your wife. What is that? Enjoy means different. You, you enjoy with your friends, you enjoy with your wife in a different way, you enjoy with your children in a different way, you enjoy with your parents in a different way. You enjoy with animals by sharing everything and let them also enjoy. Not only you enjoy, you let them also enjoy. No? So, this is um, proper vision, broad-minded broad vision of a real pandit, of a real learned person who is conversant with Vedic rules and regulations. So, Grihastha especially should, you know, take to this. Alright, I think we will stop here. 7.49. Tomorrow we will... Uh, continue with 7.14.10 Alright, it is also full of Grihastha life This whole chapter is about Grihastha life actually It's very very instructional 
so please come and you share this share these uh, classes with others as well because it will help because many people have many different doubts about all these things so they also can be helped because we are discussing very important subjects all right we will take the questions just a second all right we have so some questions <clears throat> question by mataji uh, bhaktin puja according to this varnashram system what the doctors are are we shudra well it is uh, what is it called murari gupta was actually a doctor and it is considered i don't know what it is exactly considered as sometimes actually it is said yes there is another um, nice verse let me find let me find that but it is said that um brahmanas they know scriptural knowledge uh, ayurvedic knowledge astrological knowledge so they used to when they see a brahmana you know when brahmana comes to home uh, he is given some dakshin or you know, some some bhiksha at the same time if they have any problem even if it is astrological or spiritual or you know medical they will ask the brahmanas and they used to get free advice like that medical advice astrological advice and spiritual advice from the brahmanas and they will remunerate them with whatever you know donations that are there so brahmanas also do this but if it is a, especially a doctor that is different of course ma- modern medical doctors are basically employees so that is c- comes under shudra so if it is properly done by a person from the vedic understanding so that's a little bit different but then again even though brahmana may administer medicine sometimes ayurvedic medicine his duty is not just that he is he knows that but it is not it's not the only thing he knows so if we know that as the only thing yeah you know it is and we are employed a brahmana is not employed for his service no so as long as we are employed then the shudra <coughs> next question by amar reddy ether falls under gross or subtle category gross because gross means as long as you can perceive these um uh, anything one of i mean these elements by any of the five senses then it is gross <coughs> because ether can be um perceived by the ears because sound sorry because sound travels in ether there is an explanation in the vedas so the sound travels in ether and touch is in with the air so that's why ether is also gross the space you know it is accommodating space in everything so that is ether that's why it is gross sukshma or subtle involves mind intelligence and false ego which cannot be perceived with any of the five senses you cannot see hear touch taste smell the mind or intelligence all false ego they are subtle so if you can do anything with your five senses that is gross <clears throat> now 
scientists, modern scientists say in ether, sound doesn't travel in the space. But we have different understanding from the Vedas. I may not be able to hear, that does not mean the sound doesn't travel. From Vedas we understand that sound does travel in ether. It does travel. But it travels in others also, but it also travels in ether. But our eye, our ears are not capable of hearing in ether. That is there. <clears throat> but sound does travel in ether, according to Vedas. So that's why it is actually one of the gross category. Next question by Harsh Gupta. How to come out from greed? Good question. So basically, as we have read, how a householder should live that only for this bodily maintenance he should work any any surplus that he has should be offered to the krishna consciousness movement and he should support the movement like that that's how we come out of greed so to understand that nothing is actually mine everything is krishna's so it has to be given to krishna that's how you should come out of greed <clears throat> and he should share whatever he has with all this you know mrigoshtra kharamar khaku uh all this deer, camels, asses, monkeys. So even if he has extra food, if he can cook something extra, he should feed people, prasadam, and he should feed even the animals if, if that is possible. <coughs> like that. In that way, by sharing, we come out of the greed. If we want to hoard it, everything, uh, then yes. So we must understand that everything belongs to Krishna. So it has to be offered to Krishna. <coughs> Next by question, question by Sharanam Ram Prasad. Why lust, greed and anger affects an individual? They are actually the gateways to hell because it disturbs our consciousness. Okay, let's see what actually happens when one is Bhagavad Gita. What, act, what happens? 2.62 Dhyayato vishayan pumsa sangaste shupajayate sangat sanjayate kama kamat krodho bhijayate while contemplating the objects of the senses a person develops attachment for them and from such attachment lust develops and from lust anger arises now krodhat bhavati sammoha sammoha smriti vibhramah smriti bhramshat buddhinasho buddhinashat pranashyati from anger complete delusion arises and from delusion bewilderment of memory means we completely forget who we are that's it and when memory is bewildered, intelligence is lost. We will act. We will act in ways which are horrible, in anger. And when one and when intelligence is lost, one falls down again into the material pool. In fact, um, let me take out this verse. Where is it? Uh, Sundukopal Prabhu. Last Saturday, we had a very private class in the temple, um, not streamed live. Um, just a discussion kind of and there he was mentioning um, anger everything about anger and there it is it mentioned is yeah, let me take out try to take out that let me take out here let's see yeah okay let's see anger Srimad Bhagavatam 4 11.31 So this is not a question only by Sharanam Ramprasad, this is for everybody to know also. That's why we have this Q&A session because all devotees can know the answers to these things. So 4.11.31 
this actually, I'm actually taking it from Sundagopal Prabhu's class notes that I have prepared. So I'm just showing from there. Samyacharosham bhadramte pratipam shreyasam param shrutena bhuyasarajan agadena yathamayam. My dear king, just consider what I have said to you, which will act as medicinal treatment upon disease. Control your anger, for anger is the foremost enemy on the path of self-realization. I wish all good fortune for you. Please follow my instructions. Foremost enemy on the path of self-realization. Next verse. Yeno pasrishtat purushal loka udvijate bhrisham nabudhastad vasham gachet ichchan abhayam atmanaha. A person who desires liberation from this material world should not fall under the control of anger because when bewildered by anger, one becomes a source of dread for all others. And next, uh, there is another 11 4 11. 11 4 11. Kshutritrikala guna maruta. Jaiva Shaishnan Asman Apara Jaladhin Atitirya Kechit Krodhasya Yanti Vipalasya Vashampade Gor Majanti Dushara Tapascha Vrithotsrijanti. Some men practice severe penances to cross beyond our influence, which is like an immeasurable ocean with endless waves of hunger, thirst, heat, cold and other conditions brought about by the pass passing of time, such as the sensuous wind and the urges of the tongue and sex organs. Nevertheless, although crossing this ocean of sense gratification through severe penances, such, foolish, so such persons foolishly drown in a cow's hoof print when conquered by useless anger. Thus, they exhaust the benefit of their difficult austerities in vain. So, I mean, greed also and everything, all these things. But the way to spiritualize all these things is Kama Krishna Karma Arpane. Hmm? Um, I don't know if I can show this on the screen. Let me see. These are actually the notes. Okay, let me just show my screen. This is, um, I hope you will be able to see it. Hmm? <laughs> no. Okay, you see this. Narutam Das Thakur has written in his Prema Bhakti Chandrika as follows Kama Krodha Lobhamoha Madamatsarya Dambhasaha Sthane Sthane Niyukta Kariba Ananda Kari Hridai Ripukari Parajoy Anayase Govinda Bhajibo Kama Krishna Karmarpane Krodha Bhakta Dveshijane Lobha Sadhu Sange Harikatha Moha Ishtalabha Vine Mother Krishna Gunagane, Niyukta Kariba, Yathatatha. You see, translation I will engage lust, anger, greed, illusion, madness, envy, and pride in appropriate ways. And by defeating these enemies, I will feel happiness in my heart as I peacefully worship Govinda. I will engage lust by offering it in Krishna's service. Anger I will direct towards those who are envious of the devotees. 
I will be greedy to hear the topics of Hari in the association of devotees. I will feel illusioned without achieving my worshipable Lord. I will be maddened while singing the glories of Krishna. In this way, I will engage these enemies in their proper places. So these are all actually, this is from my notes of the Prabhu's class. So, <laughs> that is that. Next question. By Ajay Gargi Saraswat. About Shikha, tell. <laughs> that was the shortest question. About Shikha, tell. Alright. So, Shikha is basically this, this thing here. This means... Um, the hairs on the body represent many desires and usually the head is shaven at least once in two weeks so no desires as except this shikha and even that shikha is a bunch of hair it's not to be let loose unless one is going to the toilet or sleeping otherwise it should always be tied that means only one desire that is to serve krishna that is one meaning and another meaning is uh, it is like a flag you know every temple has a flag you know in the, at the top Especially in North India, you will find all the temples have uh, flags. So, um, this is like the flag because the body is like a temple because it is to be used in Krishna's service. And because in everybody's heart, the super soul is there. So, the body is like a temple. And this is like the flag. That's another uh, meaning of it. <clears throat> and Vaishnavas especially. Mayavadis, they don't have this. They make all the desires zero. Just shave everything. But devotees have one desire. Anya bhilashita sunyam, not sarva bhilashita sunyam. Anya bhilashita sunyam, jnana karma dhyana avritam, ankulyena krishnana shilanam bhakti ruttama. Every other desire than the desire to serve Krishna is made zero by a devotee. But whereas for the mayavadis, sarva bhilashita sunyam, everything, all desires, zero, no more desire. So we are not that. That's why the Mayavadi sannyasis or Mayavadis, they don't have Shikha. Vaishnavas do. That's the reason. Next, Bhakti Najanya. If there exists the threat of exploitation, how cooperation is possible? Actually, competition happens as a defense to escape from exploitation. In reality, exploitation is the reason. Competition is only the result of reason. At first, exploitation should be removed. If the reason is absent, then automatically the result, competition will disappear. Automatically cooperation will happen. Is it right? Your thinking is good, but you have missed one point. That exploitation is not the reason. Exploitation itself is the result of a more remote reason. The remote reason, the actual reason, you have, you are, what you are saying is good that if you remove the cause then the effect will not be there just like if there's uh, fever the the cause is the virus the virus has to be removed so if you remove that cause then the fever won't be there the temperature will automatically subside so if you remove the cause the effect will not be there that is your point but what you are considering as cause exploitation is not the cause it, it, it itself is a result of another cause the cause is lack of krishna consciousness Ishavasyam idam sarvam. Everything is the property of the Lord. If everyone understands that, if that education is spread, automatically 
Everything animate or inanimate that is within the universe is controlled and owned by the Lord. One should therefore accept only those things necessary for himself, which are set aside as his quota, and one should not accept other things, knowing well to whom they belong. This intention of trying to accept other things which are not our quota, that is exploitation. When we try to encroach upon other people's property, that is exploitation. And that happens because they don't have Ishavasa conception. That the Lord is the supreme owner of everything. If everyone understands that, so why don't they don't understand? Because the education is missing. So for every single problem that we, if we, like you have nicely uh, worded it, um, that, you know, we have to understand the cause and remove that cause. Now, if you actually see that, it everything traces back to lack of Krishna consciousness. You have found one cause, but that is only the result of another cause. So, what is the Karanam, Sarva Karana Karanam, Krishna is the Sarva Karana Karanam. So, he is the cause of all causes. Just like exploitation is the cause and competition is the result, as you said. So, that cause of even that cause, Sarva Karana Karanam, is Krishna. So, because of lack of Krishna consciousness, there is that exploitation tendency. So, if one has Ishavasa conception, this exploitation will not be there and that is possible by the spiritual education. So, therefore, the education system must be completely revamped. There has to be a whole revolution in the whole education system of humanity. Otherwise, we are not going to get any uh, fruit by just trying to temporarily stop exploitation. How will the person stop exploitation if he doesn't understand that everything belongs to the Lord? He will automatically want to enjoy as much as possible for himself or his community or his race or his species or his nation in this way. So, Ishavasa conception is the answer. That's why it is said <coughs> in the Bhagavad Gita, if you want Shanti, peace, this is what you have to do. Again, the same Ishavasa conception, 5.29. Bhoktaram yajna tapasam sarvaloka maheshwaram suhridam sarvabhutanam gyatva maam shanti mrichati. A person in full consciousness of me, knowing me to be the ultimate beneficiary of all sacrifices and austerities, the supreme lord of all planets and demigods, and the benefactor and well-wisher of all living entities, attains peace from the pangs of material miseries. That is the only way Shantim Richati, relief, can be gotten. Three things. The supreme lord is the ultimate enjoyer. We are not. When we want to enjoy on the, expen on the what is that? Um, expense of others, that is exploitation. But, but no, the Lord should be enjoy. The Lord should enjoy at the expense of us. And by cooperating with His enjoyment, we will automatically become happy. That's why the Varnashram system is the system where everybody is satisfied by serving the Lord. The Varnashram system is the answer to your question. Exploitation will automatically stop if Varnashram system based on Vedic principles with full knowledge is executed. So, the Supreme Lord is the beneficiary, not any one of us. He is the Supreme Lord of all planets, so He is the owner and He is the well-wishing friend. If I try to be your friend, I will actually cheat. I will cheat. I will try to be your friend, but then I will take money for that. I, I, will, I will cheat you in this way. So, this cheating propensity is there in everyone. So, in the, in the name of help, they are cheating. Like in the name of education, it's a big scam. The whole thing is a scam, honestly. So much money they are taking. It's a whole... There is actually some videos if you want, you can go and research on your own. How this whole education system is such a huge scam. And just pay, making the students into debtors 
uh, right from the get go of after finishing college they are in debt of student loan so these are all things that are happening and in the name of so called uh, and to get those debt um, to repay those debts one has to work like an ass the entire life so the, we have to come out of this so we should at least know that this is a problem we should identify the problem and we should know that this varnashram system is actually meant to counteract all these things so krishna is the real friend let's take from krishna's knowledge what is his knowledge and he is distributing free and acharyas are distributing free and why not this is actually education now we are giving this 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 sessions every day like 2 to 3 hours ha huh? it's free free and they charge they charge in the schools and education and all this they charge so much uh, here free and this is the topmost knowledge but because it is free everybody thinks it's ah and it's not anything said that is really good should be cost a lot that's the mentality that we have been brainwashed with yeah? they 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 equate price and worth if it is more pricey then it is more worthy but actually not and that's what they make it seem so what is actually priceless this vedic knowledge they consider it to be worthless if price and worth is equal you know if price means what is the price for this or how much is it worth so usually we use it as synonyms but we consider the most priceless thing the spiritual knowledge as something which is worthless and something which is absolutely worthless which is the material knowledge which actually doesn't solve much of our problems at all in fact it gives more problems than it does it solves and that we consider as oh priceless or oh, this is i have to have a degree i have to have a phd i have to what are you going to do after that i know so many people who have done degrees and what are they doing their job is completely different sometimes they are housewives sometimes they are they are doing something totally different and even if they are doing what they are they learn to do even then they are not happy there's always million reasons why not to be happy so this is all a myth so we have to understand the real reason for all these things is lack of krishna consciousness bhakti siddhant saraswati thakur therefore said there is absolutely no lack of anything in this world except for krishna consciousness if we just fill that need everything else will be fulfilled next question um nabajit bhakta nabajit shall we keep shalagram at our home jain arsamdev if he is already at your home since you have already have keep him you can always give him to a brahmana if you have if you don't have don't bring him because first of all one must be initiated um and one must be second initiated and brahman initiated and one must do deity worship simple worship but still one has to do so usually this worship is meant for brahmana initiated devotees even if one is brahman initiated through some kula guru or some family custom that is not really accepted one one has to be initiated in the bhagavat vidhi from the bona fide spiritual master but that is shri prabhupad and after first initiation even then not after second initiation when brahman initiation then yes deity worship and all this starts so that is the time you should get shalagram and wait for shalagram to come you know uh, because he has to be given by some brahmana not that we go and purchase something like that no so but if you already have keep him there and offer first because you actually must have brahmanical qualification to worship so at least offer flowers and you know arti like that 
and simple watering i mean um, bathing him with water and tulsi leaves but it is ideal only if one is second initiated to be very honest in fact until then all deity worship is not to be done that is the actual standards until second initiation no deity worship just you know have pictures like that and then offer the food and you know take prasadam and all that do even aarti you can do you know but main thing is the hearing reading chanting these things have to be one must focus on you can have of course you can put flowers there and you know a little bit very minimal but and keep the place clean and wipe the pictures and all that but not full fledged deity worship at the start later on <coughs> uh murari prabhu father or mother dies after krishna devotee every amavasya during the tarpanam or not no if you are devotee of krishna we don't need to do all these things we have actually explained that many times before anyway that's not the subject of the class actually today so anyway i'll just show you the verse since you asked it 11541 देवर्षिभूताप्त निर्णाम पितृणाम नकिं करोनायम रणीचराजन सर्वात्मनाय शरणम शरण्यम गतो मुकुंदम परिहृत्य कर्तम ओ किंग वन हु हैज गिवन अप ऑल मटेरियल ड्यूटीज एंड हैज टेकन फुल शेल्टर ऑफ द लोटस फीट ऑफ मुकुंद हु ऑफर्स शेल्टर टू ऑल इज नॉट इंडेटेड टू द डेमीगॉड्स ग्रेट सेजेस ऑर्डिनरी लिविंग बीइंग्स रिलेटिव्स फ्रेंड्स मैनकाइंड और इवन वंस फोर फादर्स हु हैव पास्ड अवे since all such classes of living entities are part and parcel of the supreme lord one who has surrendered to the lord service has no need to serve such person separately so if you are initiated if you are following all the rules you don't have to strictly follow this at all in fact everything is taken care of just by you being a devotee next question by ram gulunkar um hari krishna dhanavad pranam prabhu ji dhanavad pranam if sometimes we go to our close relatives and they are not devotees but they prepare prasad without onion and garlic not offered to lord krishna and we accept it by mentally offering it to krishna will it do or what should be done in such situations hari krishna thank you so if they cook without onion and garlic not offered to lord krishna see the best thing is if they have already come to the point of not even onion and garlic then let them chant also at least chant one two rounds and start if they have come to the point of not even eating onion garlic why don't they even start chanting you know then that is ideal otherwise it is best not to eat there and they can't prepare prasad because prasad means it is offered to krishna and one has to be devotee of krishna to offer to krishna so the best is you can eat fruits like that you know if they are offer uncooked food you can offer it to krishna mentally and then eat it best is we don't um we don't eat such food because once we allow one thing like that another thing will start another thing will start and then hey you ate in that house why you can't in our house uh, in this way everything will start so the best thing is to follow the full standard and if you know if not possible then offer ask them to offer some milk and fruits uncooked food and then you offer that and then of course they must cut it with knife which is not used for cutting onion and garlic if they do eat onion and garlic in their home so if they if they give um uncut fruits 
that is even better but you know usually they will cut so they have to make sure that they have to cut without uh, with a knife which is not used for cutting onion and garlic at least and on the same cutting board also no so all these things are there you know that's why it is best that they become they chant otherwise they give fruits and then that's the next best thing you know and you offer it to krishna then we have question from phani peri question all this is fine but how should one get loving devotion to krishna well <laughs> we are talking about that we are talking about how to get loving devotion to krishna and how to organize our life on the basis of getting loving devotion to krishna this varnashram system see we are discussing all these topics over many live streams so sometimes maybe we are not exactly discussing the topics of how to get loving devotion service to krishna in this particular class but we are actually doing that because if you have noticed how we all the verses what they say the main thing is to be conscious of krishna so if you have missed that point then you have missed the point of the lecture so the point is that we have to get unalloyed devotion to krishna and we have to organize our life now these are practical uh, lessons what we are showing in these classes in especially this varnashram system here that these are practical things that we can do so that how we can get love of krishna and how to navigate situations in life because love of krishna means it's not a event event happens once so love means it's it's a thing that has to be sustained throughout the entire life so our whole activities have to be molded in such a way that our love for krishna does not wane in fact it increases so that's why we have to have uh, things that are anukulya sankalpa surrender to krishna means we have to accept things which are favorable and and reject things which are unfavorable so all these things also pertain to the same signs of how to get loving devotion to krishna so if for example your relatives call you for eating and all that and then you eat go and eat their non prasadam food you're not doing something which will enhance your loving devotion to krishna so that is also therefore related to getting loving devotion to krishna how to practically do this in life so these instructions are given so you have to understand that next question by krishna smaranam prabhu Uh, if a grahastha is a cab driver and have to support a passenger who has meat in his possession or have to pick up food from a restaurant to take to someone what is his position with reference to the transportation of meat as a prohibited activity this is where this is where it becomes very entangling let's leave the cab driver <laughs> give you another example suppose i am a software engineer i am a coder i'm actually a software builder i mean i write codes for example i am writing code for say a bank a bank but that bank is keeping accounts of all the kinds of meat eating illicit sex gambling intoxication the hotels hotels are a place where all these four things are happening all four sinful activities eating meat intoxication gambling and illicit sex all four things happen in a hotel and all four miseries of life are found in a hospital birth death old age disease so hotels and hospitals are like you know hubs of material existence so so if one is even a coder he has to support something which directly or indirectly supports some sinful activity so actually in this material world therefore we cannot really run away from um sinful activities the only way we can do that we have if you see any any single occupation they are somehow or other related with these four sinful activities indirectly or directly you know now you're talking about a direct example where 
one is actually having to pick up food and you know give or transport somebody who is carrying meat with him who is not a meat eater who is not everybody in this world is a meat eater nowadays so maybe he has just eaten or maybe we are just transporting him to a a place where he is going to eat meat or drink or i mean this is going to be his life so we are doing but again therefore we have to these words these shlokas come to that come to answer these things 18th chapter so although a coder is is like ah oh, that's not sinful writing code but sorry sorry that also is sinful because by that code we are facilitating something to become easier a bank to keep you know first of all a bank is a place a bank also has many shady deals it accepts investments from very shady things sometimes you know okay here 1848 of bhagavad gita sahajam karma kaunte ya sadosham apinatya jet sarvarambha hi doshena dhumena agnir ivavrita actually we have discussed this before uh just a few sessions before every endeavor is cover- covered by some fault <clears throat> just as fire is covered by smoke therefore one should not give up the work born of his nature o son of kunti even if such work is full of fault <clears throat> yesterday also we have we have read this dharma vyadha also talk, spoke about this and yesterday also we have read about this thing that even if one is faulty we cannot give up so what should he do then in conditional life all work is contaminated by the material modes of nature even if one is a brahmana he has to perform sacrifices in which animal killing is necessary okay in kaliyuga this is not allowed but at the same time even when we cook for krishna some germs are killed you know we are killing without our knowledge while walking even so even a brahmana does all these things so it is therefore it is you see very nicely prabhupada explains similarly a kshatriya however pious he may be has to fight enemies he cannot avoid it similarly a merchant however pious he may be must sometimes hide his profit to stay in business or sometimes he may have to do business on the black market sometimes you have to lie these things are necessary one cannot avoid them similarly even though a man is a shudra serving a bad master this is the example of you i mean your question not you your question um a bad a shudra serving a bad master so a driver is basically a shudra in 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 olden days there was thela wala you know who will pull the cart hand drawn cart and now it is a driver so, so it's basically a shudra job but if he's serving a bad master he has to carry out the order of the master even though it should not be done despite these flaws one should continue to carry out his prescribed duties for they are born of out of his own nature a very nice example is given uh, given here in although fire is pure still there is smoke yet smoke does not make the fire impure even though there is smoke in the fire fire is still considered to be the purest of all elements if one prefers to give up the work of a kshatriya and take up the occupation of a brahmana he is not assured that in the occupation of a brahmana there are no unpleasant duties one may then conclude that in the material world no one can be completely free from the contamination of material nature this example of fire and smoke is very appropriate in this connection when in winter time one takes a stone from the fire sometimes smoke disturbs the eyes and other parts of the body but still one must make use of the fire despite disturbing conditions similarly one should not give up his natural occupation because there are some disturbing elements rather one should be determined to serve the supreme lord by his occupational duty in krishna consciousness that is the perfectional point when a particular type of occupation is performed for the satisfaction of the supreme lord all the defects in that particular occupation are purified 
this is the important thing when a particular type of occupation is performed for the satisfaction of the supreme lord all the defects in that particular occupation are purified when the results of work are purified when when connected with devotional service one becomes perfect in seeing the self within and that is self realization therefore it is it is prudent it is important it is mandatory if we are if we are grahasthas therefore to offer some of our portion of our income for krishna consciousness movement then the result of such work is purified otherwise yes there will be some faults not that oh yeah okay i'll just do my faulty duty because bhagavad gita says that no the point is that the faulty results i mean the result of such faulty work should be offered to krishna then it becomes pure the purifying factor is krishna not the work or adjustment in the materialistic adjustment of the work no offering of the results to krishna that is the purifying factor all right i think that's the end of the question and answer session thank you very much for your kind participation and we will have to stop here thank you very very much thank you hari krishna bhagavad gita ki jai shrimad bhagavatam ki jai shila prabhupad ki jai anand kori vaishnav vrind ki jai nitai gaur premande hari hari bol hare krishna we'll continue tomorrow thank you very much